Warning, it is the opinion of the Forestry Productions LLC and the Working Perspectives podcast that we should inform you that some of the language used in this recording could possibly be considered offensive. You have been warned, so if you decide to listen to the recording, then don't complain about the language. Hi, hello, how are you? Thanks for stopping by. Today we're going to talk to some real people about some real things, living real lives, doing real stuff. This is the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, coming today by Jalen Dove, Justin Richardson, Captain Jerkbeard, Tom Lavelle, and our guest today is the one and only Chris Corona. You can find all our content and all our stuff on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast, and you can join us on the Twitter and the TikTok. At Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at workingperspectives at gmail.com. And please like and subscribe so I can stop asking you to like and subscribe. Tom, how are we doing? We ready to do this? Yeah, ready to go. Very nice. So, this is the Working Perspectives Podcast. Let's get this thing started. Let's go. It's our objective to be effective by voice in societies. Working perspectives, exploring your day. And how you get paid Launching a new episode Every Tuesday Your day can transform While we inform With new episodes available On every platform So check out our line And how we get live Then do us a solid Share and subscribe We're just sharing all right so let me tell you let me tell you tell you a little something about our guest today the one the only chris k rona um so originally met chris back in high school i think i was a sophomore or junior year and i was working at this place up in easton and i had a couple friends up there and me and chris first got to chat over aol instant messenger bringing people together aol instant messenger right and then I was wrestling, me and Tom were wrestling up there a lot at the time. So we would see Chris at different like wrestling practices and camps and things like that. And we gave him the buddy around and hang out and, you know, you know, just chill a little bit and talk over instant messenger and become friendly. But he was one of these guys that like, I initially felt like connected with because he's just a good dude, you know, salt of the earth type of guy. Everyone kind of likes him, digs him, you know what I mean? Fits in with everybody. Tom, would you agree? You had kind of a similar first kind of impression with Chris? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Salt of the earth is what you said, right? Salt of the damn earth. So <laughs> I'll tell this story because we're going to get a little bit more into it later. So uh chris at the so chris was wrestling for easton and at the time there was no better team right it is it was the powerhouse they were i think that one year there's there was uh 12 weight class and they placed in eight of them right like they were just monsters right and that's when chris was wrestling there so he was jv and he was trying to break the lineup and we're at a training session one time and we're all going and everyone's wrestling. And there's a young kid there who's like a couple of years younger than Chris. And Chris was like going into his senior year. 
And he's like, you know, uh, touted to break the lineup and be varsity and all this stuff. And he's wrestling this kid. Right. And, the, you know, like this kid was a little younger and this kid ended up taking him down one time. And like you could see physically like Chris was like, damn it, like I'm older than this kid. Like I'm going to be varsity next year. Like I'm like, you know, like I should be better. Than, right. And it really like I remember after practice, like talking with him and being like, dude, it's all right. Like you're going to get after it. Don't sweat it. It's only like we're in summer training. It's not the biggest deal. Turns out the kid that took him down was this kid named Jordan Oliver, who would end up being like, you know, uh, like a national champion, <laughs> like like one of the fucking best best wrestlers out right now, like super good kid. But after that, Chris, that just lit a fire under him. And it ended up like taking him taking off and like growing and expanding and really being able to push himself and, and kind of figure out what he was made of and turned him into a powerhouse. Right. And we'll come to find out more about that later. But really just like proud of like the dedication he put in and really how it turned his life around. Because a lot of people would have after that would have like packed up and quit and said like, oh, I guess it's not for me. And woe is me and this kind of bullshit. But not Chris. He fucking stood up. He went, I need to get better. He figured out how to do it. He did the work and the improvement was unreal. He would end up. Well, we'll talk more about it, but he would end up making varsity and doing very well in the season and the postseason and ended up in a great career and going to college and things like that. So really excited. You know, it's one of these things, one of the best things about doing this show. And it's like you get to reconnect with people. So uh, when we had Molly Godfrey on the show a couple months ago, great episode, which is available now on all podcasts, Black about Work Perspectives podcast. She, me and her were talking in the pre-show meeting stuff, and she had brought up Chris and how Chris is now owns a barber shop in Easton PA Leo's barbershop uh address and phone number will be in the description as well as a link um but just you know just how well he's doing and honestly I begged her just to go ask him to be on the show and dude when he agreed to be on the show I knew I was like man we must be doing something right here if the guy this good and a guy this classy would agree to be on our little show, you know? So I was super tickled when he said he would be on. And I'm all like all kinds of happy he's here. And I know we're going to get into it later. And Chris, I'm so happy what you're doing and everything. But before we get started, I would just like to ask, what movie do you think's better? Godfather Part 1 or Godfather Part 2? Two. two. <laughs> In your fucking face, what? Justin! In yeah, your right. fucking you gotta Enough. go too with the flashbacks two, you know two is better it's so much better you get sicily then you get fucking the, you know going to cuba then you get all of that Duh. you you gotta you gotta love the flashbacks i mean to me dude lake tahoe the flat oh the flashbacks are great when he gets to slice up his when he gets to slice up the dad that the guy that killed his dad at the end he stabs him in the stomach and rips it you know he's yeah, hiding in and, a fucking donkey cart to escape i mean and that was the first time we saw uh Bobby D, right? Was in two. I believe. I mean, he was in, I don't know. Uh, was he in Mean Street for that? And that's, I mean, that was the first time in The Godfather. I mean, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's, but Mean Streets is another class. Oh, great movie. One of, some say Scorsese's best, but dude, he was, but no, he was, (laughs) dude, that was like De Niro's coming out party. You know what I mean? That's when everyone's like, okay. This guy went from, you know, the JV to the vice real fucking quick. But yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right, Chris. That's a correct answer. Godfather <laughs> Part 2 is always going to be better than Godfather Part 1. Fucking because you're schmott. You're schmott, Chris. Look at you. You're schmott. I'm schmott. <laughs> I mean, Look one's me. still a classic, too. So. That one's, dude, nothing or taking nothing away from one. One is great. 
but it's not two. Two's better. Apollonia was in one, so I like oh. Apollonia. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because we, when we asked this question before, someone said the incorrect answer and chose Godfather Part One, and they chose it specifically because of Apollonia, which I mean, we all me, know. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, it makes me question myself because everyone's favorite character from that movie so far has been Apollonia. Mine's Luca Brasi. <laughs> <laughs> I love Luca Brasi too, dude. My as dad. long as they didn't say three. No. Oh, oh my god, I don't. That's not. Even, I've never seen three. Dude, three is like Rocky it. Five. You don't. Yeah. You don't really recognize this part. Nah. But no, dude, my dad used to quote Luca Brasi like all the time. Dude, him that's sitting outside of the. I do it all the time too. I hope that your first child may is your, a masculine. May your first child be a masculine. Be a masculine. He's, protect, he's he's uh fucking practicing outside. Oh. Dear Godfather. Yeah. On today, the day of your daughter's this is good on corleone yeah, yeah the so best good. the best and then dude i mean even his death scene when they get him with the fucking they stab him in the hand and get him with the garage that was pretty oh, good the ice pick yeah yeah that was so whatever good. that was dude think about <laughs> like his that. body armor on you oh. he's a big man <laughs> but like they got him with, he goes like, to work they got him like could you imagine choking the guy that big with the wire you right like him. that's all oh, his face him. too oh for that scene was spot dude, on how about it man like that level of acting could you imagine being an actor and being told hey we're gonna pretend to stab you in the hand with an ice pick, and then we're gonna choke you with a wire. Can you pull that scene off? Also, you're, you're mentally handicapped, kind of killer. That's your guy, you know. Like Luke Dabrowski is such an infamous character, and he had what three lines in the whole movie? We well, had yeah. one line that he said four times. That is pretty damn impressive. True, true, icon, total icon. But yeah, no, not taking anything away from one. But two is just so, dude, the fucking, the donkey show. And I know it was you, Fredo. I know it was you. And you broke my heart. Come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. When they're in Pacino. Cuba. Oh. oh, yeah. Dude, Pacino just puts on a fucking clinic. I don't want, you know, any of Tom, your thoughts? I like them both. It's hard to say which one I like better when I think about it. But, oh, you know, well, it I all guess. depends on my mood, I think. So, uh, like we said, Chris is the owner, operator, and head barber at Leo's Barbershop in downtown Easton. So when we had Molly on the show, she had told us, like, downtown Easton has made a total flip. Because, dude, I remember when, like, I was hanging out up there, downtown Easton wasn't that great. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, what was Jabberwockies? Was that the name of the bar, right? Or something like Probably, that? Probably, yeah. But it was <laughs> I like think a- that might have become, I don't even know which one that was, but I remember the name yeah but they had like dude they have like a nice strip like you have like a nice strip that goes down by like the crayola factory oh it's beautiful man they've done so much stuff it's wild the transformation is crazy yeah everybody's moving there from the city i mean it's right between philly and new york it's perfect yeah Yeah. but dude like plus dude they're saying like they're getting high quality restaurants down there and nice boutiques and shops and cafes and like all that like that's what you need yeah That's what brings we have an in. amazing uh steakhouse that i love oak it's called uh three oaks it's called and has a rooftop bar it's classy joint man and Dude. we never used to have stuff like that it's yeah. crazy to have yeah. that now and you got all that old architecture down there you know what i mean like yeah colonial classic. times man like yeah there's a lot of stuff going down in easton back in the day that people oh. have no idea about Oh, dude, Easton's an old city. It's been they around. read the Declaration of Independence in the circle. There, Philly, and Trenton. Damn, Trenton? 
Yeah, I think that's what I mean. I hope I don't sound like an idiot. I think those are the three. No, it's probably you're probably right. I have no idea. I mean, Trenton Trenton makes the world takes. Trenton makes and the world takes. Don't you ever forget it? (laughs) I've heard that. Is it huge on the? Is it on the bridge or on the? It was a sign, right? Yeah, it was a sign. sign? Yeah, it used to be right by the bridge. Says what Trenton makes, the world takes, and it was somebody's <laughs> slogan, you know. And I was like, I don't know shit about Trenton, but like they're talking heavy as soon as you come yeah. in. So like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they let you know. Sure, yeah, sure. Nice. So okay, so uh, Chris, like we said, Justin is in dire need of a haircut. I can't cheat on my barber, former guest of the show, friend of the show, bad Billy Nichols, Billy DeBaba. Um, but how do we find your barbershop do you have an app do you have a website what do you got yeah i got a website that uh gives you a link to make an appointment or you just call me make an appointment or you just show up like some people still do Oof. uh That's yeah gonna be rough. it's you know you it's just like, me do you tell them like if they show up you're like look man i'm literally booked solid till four and it's two o'clock you want to wait two hours wait two hours but other than that yeah and then you know then they want to come back at four and have it after where I close. So, uh, I mean, I'm always, uh, you know, yeah. I make, I do what I can for people, but yeah, it's just me. So, yeah. you know, your options are kind of limited. <laughs> <laughs> are you, is every barbershop close on Monday? Is that a thing? It's a thing. It's definitely yeah. a thing. I don't think everyone is, but it's most definitely a thing, especially in Pennsylvania. Dude. I think somebody told me in Jersey, it was a different day back in the day. I don't know, but yeah. Mondays in PA is for sure closed barbershops and pizzerias. Yeah, don't get your hair cut on Monday. Don't even fucking try it. Why? Right. Don't even try it. <laughs> dude, I guess because people like want to get it their haircuts more closer to the weekend or something. Dude, the barbers need a day they off too, day off. I guess, right? Well, but- now that there's the, you got these big barbershops now though where there's like so many people working that I think like somebody's always willing to cover Monday now, yeah. so I yeah. think a lot of them are open on Mondays, but before at least Back well, in the, the day, it was definitely a big thing. The supercut gimmicks and that horse shit, they're open Mondays, but that's because they're chain bullshit. But like the good places, if you know, they don't, you know, they know Mondays, you know, you, it's the Baba Code. Don't be open Mondays. All right. <laughs> if, you're, if you're going, just this is to everyone listening to this podcast, if you're going to supercuts or haircuttery Ugh. or uh, what's that other one? There's one, they're awful. I've Shit's tried real. it because I'm the asshole. Sport clips. Sport clips. Yeah, uh, I'm, the, I'm the asshole hey, shows about your barbershop. And they like, also I have a wedding. Purpose. I need a haircut in two hours. <laughs> but uh, oh god, yeah, Dude. I've walked out with some wow. I just I one time just wanted my head shaved, and I like walked out and did this, and I was like, what? I could have I could have did this. Yo, I, <laughs> I, I, le- I legit went to sport clips right, and like you go in, you have to like do whatever on the thing, and it was right like I was in debt like at this point. Like I, I used to go to this Russian dude to get my hair cut and then he got kind of weird and religious on me. So I stopped going to him. <laughs> and then I was like going to different places, trying to find it just before I found, you know, uh, the barbershop I go to now, but I went to sport clips and I went in there legit dude. Like I got done and like I had, she tried to fade me, but I had a line like going around my head cause she didn't fade it in. Right. And like I had to call my mother-in-law who owns a salon to be like, please, can you just fix this? Please. I look like <laughs> fucking Mo from the three stooges. This is brutal. And it was like, dude, I mean, dude, that's like, it's legit. Like they're putting people in there that never even fucking cut. Hair. I know you kind of feel, you know, sad for, you know, some of the people that are both going there and working there for real, man. 
but yeah. I don't have to worry about it. You know? Hey, look at you. <laughs> you got the curly cut. That's it, bro. Yeah. Nice. Do you, I mean, do you bick it? And then. Yeah. I mean, I use a uh, shaver, like an electric yeah. shaver, but yeah, take it down in the skin. Nice. What is, I mean, why do they say bick in it? Is it because bick razors? Bic razor. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's what I thought. Man, dude, I made the mistake one time. I didn't know the lingo. <laughs> Another barbershop, when I lived in uh, Roxborough, there was a barbershop in East Falls called Uppercuts, right? And mm-hmm. I was boxing at the time. I was like, well, I got to go to this fucking shop. Plus, they were pretty good. Matt, shout out, Matt. He's a pretty good barber. But I remember I went there, and, like, the first time I went in, and I didn't really know the lingo, right? And he, he was like, all right. I was like, can I just get a fade, you know, high top fade? And he was like, all right, skin. And I was like, yeah, I have skin. You know, <laughs> and he, he just went like so tight with it. I mean, it looked nice and it was like sharp and the lines were tight. But I was like, damn, I can't go that low again. You know what I mean? But well, hey, there's only a few days difference, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goes I was like, right yeah. In. yeah, I I used to call it the uh, the Corey Matthews haircut cycle of shame. Right. And that's, <laughs> that's how I did. So nice. All right. So let's keep it moving. So like we said, we'll have a link to Chris's Barbershop in the description of this episode. Highly suggest going, man. Got nothing but great reviews. It's a great shop. And like we said, he'll take care of you. So let's keep it moving. So Chris here, born and raised in Easton, PA, land of the free, home of the brave. He did all his schooling in the Easton public school system, K through 12. He would end up doing a little cut stand, doing a little wrestling there. You know, and then going to Northampton Community College, things like that. But, dude, I'll say this, right? And we talked about it when Molly was on the show. There's something in the fucking water up in Easton. Because you guys are fucking nuts. Every fucking one of you. Right? And But we'll talk about, too, one of the things you're nuts about is that it's crazy to think, like, in Pennsylvania, the number one sport in Pennsylvania on a whole is football. Right? Like, you have a massive college team's. You have massive pro teams, right? And like even high school, it's very big. But yep. in Easton, the number one sport is wrestling, right? So we're going to talk about it a little bit. Chris, you started wrestling at a real young age. You were nine, right? Yeah. And, I mean, that's not young for Easton, but it's yeah. young for like, well, I guess what? I was seven, Tom. You were what, nine? when we started yeah i was seven years but that's because we lived in california and they didn't have it yeah when we moved here it was like the first thing my dad did he's like all right we're doing wrestling now (laughs) but in easton everyone's starting at the age of five right and yeah they started early man and i think it was the biggest sport i don't know if it still is but it was back then for sure yeah at easton yeah i mean even to be able to compete and say you were or you're number two that's incredible you know oh yeah as a yeah i mean wrestling you know but back then especially in the lehigh valley itself not just easton i mean nazareth northampton easton yeah uh was just wild i mean look at this year just for instance it's still the power center of the state you got uh nazareth wrestled becca in the triple a final yeah and um saucon valley wrestled notre dame in the double a final and they're all in the lehigh valley oh yeah, dude, I remember Easton won it and Wilson won it the same year and legit. And we're two blocks away. Two blocks away from each other. One's a double A, one's a triple A. Yeah. Would you say it's more than uh, like a Western Pennsylvania? I know, uh, that's a big uh, that's, that's the, the big, big argument because I always thought it was, you know. Easton. I think Valley. so, but, yeah. you know, you could call me biased, but, yeah. you know. 
What do it I is. know? I mean, it I is. wasn't. I don't know. My buddy, the guy that I Western knew that... PA's got a couple, but like on a whole, a it's got to be Eastern, right? I don't know. Lehigh because Valley. Lehigh Valley. I mean, we're, we're, hey, Southeast throws a couple guys in every once in a while, right? Mike yeah. Pirazola, you know? Mike Pirazola, yeah, legend. Legend. Him legend. and, uh, God, what was the dude at GA, Tom? Number one recruit in the nation. Nate Walkner. Yeah. Nate Walkner was number one high school wrestling recruit in the nation. And, you know, Southeastern PA guy. No big deal. We got a couple. Um, but either way, <laughs> let's keep it going. So let's get into it because wrestling is going to be a big part of the stuff here. So you started wrestling at the age of nine, right? And you did like, you know, like you came up through it and you were always wrestling. How did you like, I'll tell you this, dude. And my, for some reason, my daughter lately has loved listening to the song Eye of the Tiger. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And oh, like, so like dance to it and do her thing. And it's great. But I'm not going to lie. Every time I hear that song, I still get like nervous energy because when we were midgets in, in midget wrestling, when we would drive to a match or a tournament or a meet or whatever, my dad, that was all he would play would be the Rocky soundtrack just on repeat as we would go. And even now, like hearing those songs, I'm like, God, like all you're thinking is like, all right, well, I guess I'm just going to get ready to, you know, have a cockfight with another kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? It must've been that time period, man, because we listened to Rocky four soundtrack on repeat back then, man. Oh, Going for sure. Palmer wrestling days, man. It was, that was huge. So is there, how many, like, does Easton have a bunch of midget programs or There's, just one? Well, I don't know what there is now, but back then there was Palmer, forks st anthony's and easton pal and uh yeah now it's basically just palmer and forks i think i think they're going to try to bring one of the other ones back because that was like for the downtown area and i don't know if they have one anymore but palmer and forks were uh definitely two big ones yeah Yeah. Yeah. and st anthony's is where larry holmes trained out of so then they they had a team there nice nice that's where the oliver boys trained oh really yep dude josh man talk about like you know he was so good too but so didn't. good yeah people forget yeah he was fucking didn't he get state runner-up or something did yes. he do yeah yes. yes and he was he another was so one good. he was another one that was like i remember him coming on late and stuff like you know he was a, he was a good kid though he was a couple years oh, younger yeah. than me but he was a good kid same like yeah, we won't get into it, but he had his things. But yes, yes. So okay, so you wrestled midgets, did all that, and then like middle school too, and all that. You wrestled through then. Yeah, it was a weird time for me. Uh, I was serious about it in midgets. Like I think I took second in the league my last year, and uh, then I got into the weird junior high funk where there was just so many good kids at my weight and mm-hmm. uh I don't know, like I just, kids are starting to mature and if there's a big gap between the kids yeah, that are and aren't and kids are growing yeah. and, and i yeah. was real small real small mm-hmm. and uh yeah so junior high was a weird time i don't think i don't know if i got any varsity time in junior high yeah and uh then right up to jv in high school and uh rode that out for three years and got serious finally my junior year going into senior year and uh you know made the best of it dude when i so the story i told and we had talked about this during the pre-show do you think that was when like the fire got lit because you really did make a huge turnaround right because you're like how you had to wrestle off to make varsity right and then once you like won wrestle offs then you had the spot and you had to hold the spot all year right yeah but 
Jordan was way, you know, was younger. He wasn't even, uh, I think he was eighth grade then. So yeah. it was like Jordan was a phenom. And uh, yeah, yeah well, basically he was that good. And yeah. when he took me down, uh, like you said, when we were at that camp or whatever. And yeah, I don't know if that was the time, but somewhere along that time, it uh, it all seemed to, something clicked. And well, I got dude, more serious about it. You had like, you legit had a choice to make, right? Like you could either give up or you could fucking, you know, turn it around. And like, you were like, you, I, dude, I distinctly remember like we're outside the garage and you're like there like this with like your head down, just like thinking and like, you could see like you were visibly upset. And I was just thinking, mm -hmm. I was like, he's got like, I mean, like, it was kind of like, he knows what he has to do. And now is he going to do it or is he going to quit? And then you ended up doing it. And let's talk about that. So wrestling is a crazy mental sport. Let's just put that out there, man. Couldn't, couldn't talk about more. scars. Talk no. about scars, man. I mean, couldn't yeah. agree more, dude. You spend your life wrestling, you're gonna have some. Uh, you're gonna have some scars, mentally yeah. and physically. I would say. Yeah, exactly. And For I sure. meant mentally, but definitely physically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I mean, also like it does, it is, I mean, I remember Jody Karam, he would say this is that wrestling is training for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Oh, it definitely true. prepares you for life. Yeah. yeah. And no matter how good you are or how bad you are, it's all relative, you know? Yeah. yeah. Plus I think it's one of the sports where it's like, you don't have to necessarily be the most athletic. Like if you put in the work, you re like really put in the work, you're going to get the results. There's a lot of kids that like, wouldn't be very good at a lot of other sports that just didn't have that like athletic ability, but they work their asses off in wrestling and they could be successful. Yeah, absolutely. And you get your time to, to show it and shine, you know, or not, but it's just yeah. you out there. There's nobody to pass the ball to, you know, yeah. it's yeah. so true. hundred percent true. Talk about accountability. Yeah. There's no more accountability than that. Absolutely. Yeah. So nice. Okay. So let's keep it going. So I'd always try to blame the ref a little bit. Sure. Oh, sure. I still blame the ref. Are you kidding me? My <laughs> biggest disappointment. Uh, so, well, let's talk. So you, uh, you made varsity as a senior at one Oh three, right? Dude, what was your weight cut like to be at one Oh three brutal? Yeah, it was pretty bad. I think naturally I was like, I don't know, like one seventeen, one eighteen, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then uh, cut down and, I didn't know if I was going to be able to maintain it. And uh, I did. I was always close, but somehow I did. Yeah. And uh, there was really not many other, you know, there were some younger classmen there, but there wasn't really many that were there then. Uh, there were all, all the kids that were constantly at my weight before were all up a weight. Yeah. And 112, 119, 125. So yeah. finally, like a slither of hope came, you know, and the door cracked a little bit. Yeah. So I finally got in yeah it's like it's like the reverse of like if you wrestled if you wrestle in the lightweights it is usually underclassmen so if you're in, you know a senior or junior in the lighter weights you do have like a leg up mentally because back you are, then there was a lot more yeah now there's you don't see it too often but back then there was a quite a bit of juniors and seniors at the lower weights even oh yeah but oh yeah we had people a, always used to say like man you're like a full-grown man even though you're at 103 because i had like hairy legs and, like, <laughs> it was Dude, funny I, I remember that was our joey radisoni was our 103 oh player. i remember joe radicchioni yeah. i used to call him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. i liked he, him dude he wrestled he was good he was really good he was state qualifier 
He wrestled yeah. and he wrestled 103 as a as a senior too. Tough cuts though, real tough cuts. Yeah, he had the flow. I remember. Oh my right? god! Right, he had the hair. Dude, if there was, I mean, that dude's resume was pretty fucking good. I'll tell you that. He had a pretty good yeah. resume when it came to the ladies. Let me tell you. He was damn good. I liked him. Nah, Rad, Joey Rad's cool dude. Real good dude. Fan of the show. Listener of the show. So, what's up, um, Joe? Yeah. What's up, Joey Rad? Um, so, but okay. So then you get to senior year, you make varsity. How are things going? Like you, so- uh, very, very up and down, very up and down. Started out. All right. Went out to Reno and Mannheim. I think I took third in Vegas. Uh, Reno. National tournament. Yeah. Reno was t- a lot tougher, though. I didn't place in Reno. And then we came home, Mannheim. I took second at Mannheim. And then uh, then I blew some, you know, had some bad matches in front of the home crowd. I'll never forget, you know, pack gym and yeah. you make some stupid mistakes. And that was my first year. I wish I had more time you know, yeah. more mat time, but that was my first year of varsity. So I didn't really know how to handle it. And, uh, so it was very up and down. I won some big matches then later and, uh, yeah, went into the postseason and what, fought what my were, ass off. What were you, and, uh, what were you ranked going into the postseason? I was floating around. They would always have the, uh, area rankings and yeah. I was always like top five, but never like in the top two. So I was like three to five always. Yeah. And there was always like a round robin of guys that would, you know, fluctuate. Yeah, dude. But those things I remember, those things were never fucking like totally. I mean, like if there's a guy that's a returning state champ, pretty easy to rank him as number one. But like when it came to like really ranking him, I remember and Tom, I, I think you remember this. We were there's so we had a kid on our team named Dave Witt. Right. And Dave was a fucking stud, an absolute stud. And they put out the intelligence rankings. That's where our area, right? And they had this kid named D'Archangelo, right? I think it was Anthony D'Archangelo was his name. And they put him above Wit. And Wit had been like regional qualifier. He placed fourth at regions as a freshman, like lost to Jermaine Jones in overtime. Uh, right? I remember like, him. Fucking, yeah. But like Wit has like been really good, like winning all these matches, qualifying for states. And they put this D Archangelo guy ranked above him. And then the next week we were wrestling them in a dual meet and Whit pinned him in 25 seconds, right? <laughs> At their place, right? Just to be like, you know, like shut, like, and Whit's not that type of guy, but I think it did like get under his skin a little bit. Like I am fucking better than this guy. And like, like, you know, so those rankings are fucking horseshit. That was awesome because we yeah. were, I think we were ranked one in the area then and yeah. they were ranked second or third. Yeah, and we showed up, and their crowd was like giving us so much shit before the match. I think we beat them fifty-four to three. Yeah, it was like we wrecked them. Very similar to. I was uh, the only match that lost. (laughs) (laughs) I've been there. I've been there too. Yeah, that was me. That was usually me, dude. That was we were at a uh, a camp in. We did like a team camp at Lycoming in the summer, and we were all hanging out like because they had us in dorms, you know, and we're hanging out outside the dorms. And there was this other team from like Connecticut or some bullet out of state. You know what I mean? Like, you know, this was Connecticut. Yeah. You know, those out of state fucking pussies. So like there's this out of state team and Tom's wearing a tie dye shirt and they start yelling at him like, well, you hippie. Right. Like, wasn't that it, Tom? They called you a hippie or something. We were we were like it was in between practices and we were like, I think, throwing a football or something like that in like soccer. It was at a it was at a quad. it was at a college so we were yeah. just like in like 
the outside area. And so someone starts yelling at us from the windows up above. And we're like, who's yelling at us? And they're saying all this shit. And we're like, fuck you. Like we're yelling back. So then their whole team comes down and there's like three of us playing football and their whole team comes down. And like, I think they were trying to like intimidate us like, oh, oh, what are you going to say now? Our whole team's here or whatever like this. And so I think we started like, you know, more of our team started showing up and then a counselor got in the way and said like, yo, you guys get out of here. We ended up wrestling them in a meet that night, uh, like yeah. coincidentally. And we yeah. kicked the shit out of them. We only, had, awesome. we, we only had one loss. And guess who the fuck it was? <laughs> this fucking guy again. <laughs> I was the first match. I was the first match. Dude, we were, I, I remember. Pinned a, I pinned a kid in like 10 seconds and I was like, boom. Yeah. <laughs> We do. I remember because me and Tom were like, we had transferred schools from another school to this school. And this was kind of like our first, like, real kind of gel with the team. And I remember everyone was like, this is how we fuck, like, fuck these guys. You know what I mean? Like, this really kind of brought the team together of like, we're beating the fuck out of these. Like, no, like, fuck these guys. Like, this is where we show our shit. And we murdered them, except for me, and I lost, and it fucking sucked. So, what are you going to do? Hey, it happens. What are you going to do? Yeah. Wait, you were Definitely saying happens. that. happens. It so, reminded you of something, Chris? Oh, uh, no, nah, yeah. We, uh, our senior year, we had a match for number one in the state, and we went up to Upper Perky Omen. Oh, uh, uh, we know them. Very, we them too. We did. Very controversial, raucous crowd. And, yes. Uh, you were at Upper Perk. Yeah, and we okay. were, like, considered, I guess to them at least, we were considered, like, city slickers, you know? Yeah. And what, uh, uh, what year they, was that? That 04? was 2003 04. Oh, three, oh, four. Okay. okay. So, this, yeah. so Devin. I had to wrestle Chris Sheets. Devin was gone. Devin was gone. But Kern was there and Schaefer Kern was, was there. there and... uh, Kemmer. Yep, Sheets. Kemmer was there. She, yep, all them, yeah. They all were like guys. the class behind mine. And, yeah, yeah Marcus Millen uh, got caught and pinned, I think, or something crazy happened that shouldn't have happened, and they were about to beat us. And uh, – it came down to uh, me wrestling Sheets and then Josh Oliver wrestling Kemmer, and I couldn't get pinned against Sheets, who was the headlock machine. Yeah. And uh, he headlocked and pinned me in Vegas. That was the match I lost in Vegas. Yeah. So this was later in the year, and we wrestled again. He hit the headlock on me, but I fought it off for, like, you know, a whole period. Oof. And I actually ended the match on top, but I, I lost, like, 7-4 to four or something, 7-3. And then I uh, came down to Josh wrestling Kemmer, two of the top guys in the state for yeah. the match. Dude, that and place Josh, must have been fucking uh, red hot. Was, I'll never red forget the ran, They ran out to L.A. Woman. I'll never forget it. It was <laughs> wild. It was Yo, wild. That Dude, they ran out to the doors when we... Uh, yeah. They must have a thing to the doors, doors, right? Light, yeah. lights, lights go yeah, out, I, right? Maybe that's a Kern thing. You know what I mean? Because Might they be. came out Kern to the doors. Kern was very much like that. He was a yeah. nut. No, you I mean Haas, right? Or Haas. That's what the I meant. The coach, Haas. right? Sorry, Haas. Haas. Haas is, um, a, Haas is a nut. He's a, hey, yeah. they had a good program. I don't know what happened. Dude, they really there, good. They, yeah, we, we, dude, we had a real similar experience. Though. We had a big wait. So, anyway, so Josh is wrestling Kemmerer, and what happened? Josh, I think he beat him in Vegas by like a point, Josh did. And I think he beat him again. Like, it was so hard to score on Josh. And that Kemmerer kid was so good back then. I'll never forget it. He'd be in on Josh's leg, and Josh would just, he was just so good. And Josh yeah. won like one nothing, I think, and we won the match. And that was a wild ride home to Easton. Oh, I'll never forget that. Bro, when Dude, we the so, bus ride home after yeah. you beat a team. And that's like, like that an hour long best. commute. So oh, that was wild. Dude, after a big win like that, 
dude, because ours. So I actually told the story of this match because this was like our team's coming out party. But I told the story of this match on uh, on Pete's first episode, like, dude, almost a year ago. It was like episode four or something. Or I think it was episode. Yeah, I think it was episode four was Pete's first match because there was. So when you're wrestling, they did the coin flip to see what weight started. Right. Or they picked out of a hat to see which weight started first. I think they had just started that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When ours, ours was, I think, the second to last year where it was started at 103 and ended at heavyweight. Right. So yep. Pete, Pete knew our wrestler, Pete, our, our heavyweight was Pete McCormick, who would end up being like, you know, nationally ranked. He was ranked 15th in the nation. He placed fourth at the Beast of the East, like wow. total stud. Right. And it, it, he had never won a varsity match going into this. And we were sophomores. Right. And this was like the upper perk was like, the, like when they introduced him, they were like the rating defending section 22 <laughs> district one Southeast regional champion, the upper perky omen Indians. And the whole place starts chanting tribe, tribe, tribe right and they're fucking go- like the dj's going lights out just one light over the mat the fight's fucking going right. you know what i mean like i give them credit they had a hell of an atmosphere it was awesome but ours came down to the last match and it was i think it was heavyweight whoever won wins the match and pete won it was his first varsity win was in the biggest fucking match ever. And it was like, wow, you know, that was our coming out party. And we kind of steamrolled too. We lost what team was, team. what team was that, that you guys are on North Penn, North Penn. Yeah. 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 We and ended we up were, that year. We ended up losing to Easton in, in the, the uh, semis, States. In semis, semis. Who is like the 160, 171 pound Fryling. Fryling. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. He was a stud. 52. He beat, uh, Jake Herbert. He beat Herbert. Oh yeah. Who did, he Who beat Jake beat Herbert as a saw as, as a oh Matt Lear. Matt Lear. He pinned yeah. Matt Lear. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Matt Lear, Lear was, was good too. too. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Lear should have beat uh should have beat Galloway that year. Is that what his name is? What was uh, the guy from State? Yeah, College? yeah. Galloway, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Joey yes. Galloway? No, yeah. that's a is that the baseball? It was uh, Nate Galloway. Nate, Nate Galloway. Galloway. Yeah. Dude, he should have beat him. They went in double, they went into double overtime. I remember. Yeah, and he yep. he got he won the toss to be bottom, and I remember. I mean, I hope he's not listening because it's probably a terrible moment for him. But he was like, "I've got this match now. I'm the bottom. I'm gonna escape." And Galloway ended up holding him down for. I was so pissed because I wanted Galloway to lose so bad. Yeah. I don't know why. Me too. I just I really remember that. that there was there was a co. I think it was. I think they had three state college had three kids: Hart, Stornolio, and Galloway. And I almost ended up getting in a fight with Stornolio. At stage, at stage. Storniolo. Stor- I think he yeah. was coaching in college somewhere. Yeah, whatever. But that would have been a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was no. I was wrestling. You know, I was one eighty nine at that point. He was wrestling like one. Like he was. Well, yeah. It probably wouldn't have been a good idea for me. But uh, but either way, I was like all hyped up. But uh, it is funny how like if you're into wrestling and you know about it, you understand like like how like intense it can be and how like you know watching like even watching nationals and like Penn State matches against like you know what I mean like the crowd like it's so awesome. You you would think because Pennsylvania and Penn State particularly is so good nationally, we're like the Alabama of of collegiate wrestling. 
yeah that maybe like the state would start to show it some love and like have it be like no this is fuck all the other shit like let's take on the one that we we dominate at yeah you know? i don't know yeah. i guess we do sort of, i mean they do but you think it would be on a bigger yeah there's a cult but it's the cult following that makes it massive here it's not like it's like you know like if it was as big as you're saying justin would know about it you know what i mean but like just anything we've been talking about for the last 10 minutes jay yeah. don't want to get into the wrestling no, justin would <laughs> justin would love an upper perk like big match oh, the uh, atmosphere sounds hype the oh, atmosphere yeah. is like like unreal. you were saying is incredible like it's the small Electric. gym and you got the both stands packed there's a yeah. spotlight you're yeah, on yeah the that's mat. cool the spotlight thing i've watched yeah, so I've only it's recently badass. started watching wrestling i watch it with cabot yeah. And so I can ask him a thousand questions because I don't know the scoring or anything like that. It is cool as shit to watch. Yeah. It is fun. And you watch watching Penn State versus Iowa. Iowa. And Biggest, then, uh, that, that, was that was incredible. A good one. They did. So Cabot put out a stat this year. So for the college national championships, they did how many wrestlers by state, right? Re- Pennsylvania had 45 wrestlers by, like, yeah. by state origin. Right, not like state team, state origin. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there's a ton, man. ACC has tons of Pennsylvania kids, like oh. NC State, North Carolina. Yeah. Coleman Scott's the head coach of uh, North Carolina. So. Dude, he was a stud. He won. He was yeah. winning states. Dude, who was the kid? So there was a movie that came out when I was a senior. Was '03. Was I think it was called Reversal. And it was supposed to yeah, be like I can't were, remember who that kid was, but I, I know yeah, like the white curly hair, right? There, were, but it was, Pleasant Valley, I think, is the school he went to. He was a two-time oh, state champ. Justin Hibbert, I think his name was. But uh, there was, but like I remember, like because everyone knows for wrestling, if you if you do wrestling, Vision Quest is the only wrestling movie, right? Yeah. And then, I remember when that reversal came out though and everybody was kind of hyped. So hyped because they were like, this is the next big wrestling movie. This is gonna be yeah. Vision Quest. And I was like, it's not <laughs> nothing. Nothing <laughs> it's not at all. Vision Quest. You know, Vision yeah. Quest was like Madonna's first like movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty wild yeah. stat. Oh she's yeah, the one dude. singing in the bar. Like yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> we've seen it enough to Crazy know. You know. Yo, great soundtrack too. Oh kill, yo, killer fucking soundtrack. I remember yeah. me and J- speaking to Joey Rad. We used to listen Only to this song. The there was uh, when he, you remember when he's like, the coach is like, you can't cut the weight. You never can cut the weight. And then he <laughs> runs into the wrestling room and he climbs the peg yeah, board. Lunatic for, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah loud and like, swing. Yeah, yeah. There was nothing saying yeah. that you're leaving. Uh, they were doing oh, oh, that. Lunatic mine. Fringe is good too. Oh, uh, Lunatic Fringe. Lunatic is a great there. song. Yo, do you? Is there any way I can share a picture of what the Penn State uh, stadium looks like when, uh, Here, when there's I'll... a match there? Yeah, go ahead, share away. Do I have to share? Like... share no, just you can share your screen. I let you. I just screen. hit share screen. Yeah, yes. share your screen. Pick your screen. Uh, do you want sound or no? Do you need sound? No, no. I just want to show a picture. Okay, I and mean, it has a picture. Let me see if this is. If well, if you is... want sound, you have to check the sound. Does that work? Oh, baby. Wow. Dude, how sick is that? Yeah. Dude, legit. That's it's nice. dude, legit. It's a fucking and like it, it it's a, it's a, and I've said it before, it's an organized gang fight. Is all it is, right? My dad like, goes once in a while to Penn State matches. Yeah, I would love to go. Dude, look at that. I mean, how cool is that? We should do a show from there. <laughs> he goes would, to would, nationals every year too. 
Really? I know yeah. Molly's parents. There's no do joke. Too. Oh, yeah, wow. my dad's just like Molly's parents. <laughs> see, I mean, that's but that's like, see, like now, if that if that was statewide, that would be awesome, right? But yeah. like, I think they do it in Western P, maybe, but like, dude, Easton, I'm telling you, you're, and I'm sure there's a ton of parents like, of course, we're going to nationals, great wrestling. Plus, too, <laughs> like, you're seeing guys that you've seen, you know, because if you watch District 11 wrestling, you know what I mean? Like, you're seeing kids out there. That well, I would say college has definitely uh, up. come up a level. Uh, like I, I follow mostly college yeah. wrestling now. Like yeah. back in the day, that wasn't really the case, you know. Dude, but the new rules, like it's so fast paced. Oh, you know? it's so like, much better, dude. Remember, I used to love a stalling call, right? Get ahead, oh, get ahead too. of the points. I take a whole period off of the fucking. Stalling I want a big call. match off a of stalling call, <laughs> dude. I remember. So okay. So let's keep moving. Then. So you're wrestling. I used to we... stall by being aggressive. <laughs> I would shoot it on a leg and hold it, but they're on yeah. the too now. They call I, it. I, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn it. You guys call everything. I've or I'd be that. pretending like, oh, I'm trying to get up from bottom. I got a lead. I, whatever. Yeah. yeah some acting down. goes into it. Yeah. 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 You got to. But um, so, okay. So you, so you would end up, you guys would end up beating Upper Perk. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we went through, we won, uh, district duel i can't even i think yeah we won district duels and um because back then they didn't take both teams they only took one yeah so we had to win district duels we beat northampton by like a point or two or something i think and uh we beat them and then we went to hershey and pretty much you know blew through the competition there i don't think there was much of uh you know yeah. match we had clear field in one of the rounds i remember i had to wrestle matt kyler yeah. and josh had to wrestle brad pataki i remember those were two you know hammers yeah. i think they were both national you know yeah. nationally ranked yeah so who did we, we wrestle tom in the first round saint mary's i want to we, say saint mary's we crushed we them fucking too. murdered them wasn't even close wasn't even yeah close. i mean you guys had a good squad there was another yeah. one uh we where were it was solid like a one, one loss board. Was a one that was like <laughs> our our uh, our big thing was like we had a like solid across like from from three to heavyweight yeah yeah but and when in the we middle wrestled Easton it was like they were just more solid <laughs> yeah <laughs> if I could you yeah know, it no it's like, a good we would absolutely. go like a lot of our matches were like we ended up losing majority but they weren't like blow we wrestled you like guys we at pinned. at Quaker Town I think we wrestled you guys the one year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? and, yeah. uh, we would so the i've told the story before the next year we'd be wrestling at the quaker town duels and yes. we wrestled blair and i stole a kid from flair's headgear right <laughs> and they had like custom shit and i wore the headgear and then wrestled the kid that i stole it from and he was fucking not happy <laughs> First, yeah, like, I'm sure. As soon as we locked up, I said, "How do you like my headgear?" And he's like, <laughs> "Yeah." So great. Uh, um, okay, so you're wrestling senior year. You have some big matches, but you're really like, dude. First year on varsity is so much. It's so much, dude. It's so much yeah. learning and like getting used to the spotlight and like being out there and like getting used to like you have to ignore the crowd and stay concentrating and like and dude, there is a difference between like. Cause I remember seeing like the, uh, the last dance documentary and Jordan talking about like when he came back after the retirement and they lost to Orlando in the playoffs, he's like, dude, I'm not seasoned in shape. You know what I mean? Like there's a difference between being in shape and being like fucking mid season shape. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Like when you're doing three matches a week and making weight three times a week and going through all that shit, like it's, it's tough. Like you really fucking put it on. So you're getting through it and you're kind of finding your stride and then you hit postseason, right? Yes. Individual postseason. Then we go to and districts. Uh, I lost in semis uh, against a good kid, uh, Ray Ward. And then I wrestled back. And I wrestled me uh, and Tim Dog Mantis from Northampton had some, you know, a few hell of matches uh, during the regular season. I beat him on that stall call I was talking about in overtime. And then we met up for third and fourth in districts and I beat him by like a point again. And then uh, so then the next week was regionals because they take the well, top. Hold, hold on. So, Tom. So you're saying, so for those listening that don't know, what you're saying is wrestle back, which means when, so when you're, when you're wrestling, when you're in a big, big tournament, right? If you lose a match, right, then you go into what is called the consolation bracket. And when you're in the consolation bracket, you're wrestling all the other guys, right? To see who's going to wrestle for third and fourth place, right? So you lost in the semis, which means you had to wrestle one more match to get to the consolation finals, right? Mm -hmm. And then you win that match, right? And then you're in the consolation finals, you win that match. When Tom was a senior, he we do down here, we did something called sectionals. So you guys just do districts and regions. We did sectionals, districts and regions. So when Tom was a senior, he got second at sectionals, right? And I told that story, that story about when my dad got kicked out of the gym and then pulled a gun on the ref. <laughs> And then we told, and then the next, next week is districts. Tom goes in and he gets caught in a headlock in the first match and had to wrestle back to like wow. from the first, like dude, from wrestling's right. Yeah. From like wrestling in, had to wrestle back and made it all the way in place third at districts to make it to regions. And like, it's a harder path than winning it, dude, for yeah. sure. That's like the hardest path. You know yeah, what absolutely. happened? You know what was funny is that I I had some uh, weight issues back in the day, mm. I could say. And uh, I had lost before districts. I think I lost like 11 pounds the night before. And yeah. so I was I went and I had my match and I just remember being in the match like, fuck, I'm exhausted. I got put on my back and I'm like, oh, I could fight this whole thing off or just be like, fuck it. And so I was just like, hey, I'm not eliminated. Fuck it. <laughs> <I took it. laughs> so then I was like. Um, and then I was like, all right, let me see if I can like get my weight down. Cause I knew I hadn't eaten a ton. I was like, I gotta be close to weight right now, you know, cause I had to make weight the next morning. And so I was like, got to the point where I knew I was going to sleep off the weight. Like I like ran after Drift. my match. Yeah. And I, so I was like, all right, I should lose. You know, I think I lost a pound and a half in, in a night. Usually. Oh God, that's a fucking dream. But so it was yeah, some wild some wild nights of weight loss i can tell but you that so i knew i was gonna be oh so then i was like i woke up and i'm like damn i'm on weight and i didn't have to run i didn't have to do any of this stuff before which i always had to do before matches yeah. i was running for hours before every match that i had all year My, and so i uh dad I would wait and then i wrestled all back it was so funny because i remember i think cabot yeah. I ran in, into him in the locker room we're like yo dude when you don't have to run man you fucking awesome <laughs> <laughs> Because when we when we we lost at states, right? We lost to Easton. We wrestled that day. We came back that night and we had a meet that mm -hmm. night. 
Mm-hmm. And so wow. we came back and wrestled that night, but we didn't have to make weight again. Mm-hmm. And I fucking, I killed the kid. I like major, I had all this energy. I'm like, wow, this is great. This is great. I got energy. You know what I mean? So I remember those I- early weigh-ins were nice. Yeah. Yeah. But it was dude. And then, but Tom, there was times like Tom would, he would go to school, leave. And then my dad had an apartment at the time. And Tom would spend all day at my dad's apartment cutting weight. And then my dad would take him, drive him to the meet, not with the team. He would drive him there by himself and be like, and then like, you know, be late and then fucking yeah. weigh in at the last second and then be a quarter pound over, jump rope and then make it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I always yeah. got the half hour, you know, it's yeah. like, all right, you got a half hour to make it your quarter pound. You had the over. digital scale, right? It was yeah. digital then. Yeah. Yeah. Digital. There was like once, maybe once that we went to a place where they didn't have a digital mm-hmm. and it was like, you got an extra pound and it was so Yeah, awesome. you could mess with yeah. that one. That yeah. was fun. So there yeah. was a couple of times where I was like, you know, I was like, damn, it's going to be close. And I saw a regular scale and I'm like, it might not be as close as I yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. And then I jumped Or it was a lot like, worse. One. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm BC to the East. BC to the East was rough. But yeah. I there was they had like 30 scales in there, and I just remember going from scale to scale. I'm like, which one's the lightest, which one's gonna get me the where I need to go? <laughs> and I got on the scale and I was like, which is you know, I, it's my own fault, I guess, because I procrastinated the losing the weight, but I wrestled yeah, we 145 in that tournament. <laughs> yeah, Imagine I wrestled that. 125. Ugh. But okay, so you you place third at districts and then you make it to regions, which do you have to people don't understand where you're coming from to make it to regions is is like a tough fucking ask, man. That is a really, really tough thing to do. So you make it to regions in your district, which is damn near impossible. And you get to regions. And what happens then? Regionals, I win a few matches, make it to semis again. i never forget that was Saturday morning. I went home Friday night. I was all amped up, feeling real good about myself. Then Saturday morning comes along. Uh, I had to wrestle the same kid, I, I think. I had to wrestle the same kid. I know I wrestled Ray Ward in the regional semis for sure. And um, I was uh, a lot closer to beating him this time than I was the week before. And I was in on a leg to uh, take him down. He did some crazy move to reverse it. He won the match, you know, by like two or three points. So then I'm into uh, wrestlebacks again. Yeah. So then, as fate would have it, I would wrestle back again to the third and fourth place match. Back then, they only took the top three to go to states. Now so, they take four, of dude, course. I remember. Um, so Cabot tells a story. Cabot placed second at Regions when he was a senior. And he legit is like, I didn't give a fuck about the finals because I'm going to States. Exactly. I don't care. That's right. Like that, that was like, it. That, yeah. That was it, my only goal was to get the States. That was it. But and, in, uh, this, in the consolation finals, that's legit make or fucking break. Like winner uh, goes. Yeah. Back then, at least when that match mattered so much, oh, that was that the was the match wrestling. you wanted to watch. Yeah. That was like people would come to that and finals, you know, and uh, I would wrestle the same kid that I wrestled during the season that I either wrestled the week before from Northampton, Tim Dog Manis. And we became good friends over all this. And uh, but yeah, uh, end of the third period, uh, it was tied and uh, I was on bottom and I was getting out. And you know how when you hop on and throw a leg, they call it potentially dangerous? Yeah. Well, he did that, but I, w- I went right to the ground and I took him right down to his back instead. Like, I didn't stay up. 
uh, and they the ref called potentially dangerous when we were on the ground. And I had him on his back. Oh, so, so after the move, it like like he didn't yeah, call after it right everything away. had transpired. Duh. Yep. And uh, so I was like looking up. I'm like, are you kidding me? Blah blah blah. And dude, uh, like, because once you was, when you put him on when you put him on his back, like that instant feeling of like, oh fuck, adrenaline, yes. oh, adrenaline, yeah, yeah, total yeah. adrenaline. I got him. I high. got him. Yeah. And I'm going to States, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, all I worked for my whole life. Yeah. And uh, so the call didn't go my way. And uh, but at this point, I was so juiced up, amped up. I didn't care. I was going to go down, get out with like five seconds left. Didn't happen. We go to overtime. No takedown. Either one of us. Double overtime. I got the choice. I don't know. What? A, I don't know. The coach. I looked at the coaches. They didn't really give me a specific up or down. So I wrote him out before. So I picked top and uh, I tried to throw in my move that I always rode with, which was the spiral ride, roll yeah. through and yeah. throw the boots in. And uh, somehow he got out and uh, that was it, man. That was my, uh, that was it. That was the end of my career. Bro. And uh, they sure had a yeah. movie about that shit. It's Fuck heartbreaking, man. bro. It's hard. Yeah. I wrestled that match over and over again in my head all the time. My uncle yeah. came in the locker room and told me that he was like, "You will wrestle that match over and over again in your head every day." Because he lost in state finals in Jersey, Fuck. and uh, he had the kid pinned. Oh, man, so man. hey, it is what it is. I had a boxing match like that for me, where it's like I remember, and it was like the one of the later rounds, and I had the kid up against the ropes and I popped him with my shoulder and I came back with a two and in my mind and I smoked him and in my mind like it, like I always play back I was like god I just wish I threw like another three and a two and yeah oh yeah yeah he, shit, tons of shit. tons of things go through your head you know like yeah. I said the scars yeah man keeps your shit that that's the shit that keeps you up at night sometimes but what are you gonna yeah. do what are you going to do, though? It's a life lesson. At the same time, you got to whatever, you know, Dude, move on. It was incredible that you were there. Like, I like the transformation from being, like, taken down by, a, you know, an eighth grader, right? A couple months, like, literally, like, what, like, four months before that, maybe? Five months? To being, yeah. you know, one match away from going to states in the toughest tournament in the state to go there. Like, you should be very proud of what you accomplished, man. And I know it's Thanks. tough. So yeah, what are you gonna do? But either way, so at this time though, you fucking tan, you fucking jacked, you fucking <laughs> slicking it back, you're looking fucking good, right? Back you're, then, yeah, you're fucking doing it up, and you're working at the Palma Pool as a lifeguard. How you got was, it, dude? How was life as a stud athlete, tan, jacked, Italian, fucking doing your thing? at the lifeguard stand <laughs> that was the best job i ever had man i wish you could <laughs> take a career out of being a lifeguard oh god sign oh, me up yo. because yeah. that was awesome yeah it was great man you got the tan and get paid for it and uh you could come you know i don't want to say too much but you know you could come after a rough night and you know it wasn't Just, you didn't have to get too crazy sun. yeah yeah i had to save somebody anyone. once yeah once but it turned out to be like a test or something. I don't know. Uh, they test you on that shit? Yeah, they would show Makes up like secret, like secret shopper type thing. Uh, what? Se secret drowner? Whose fucking yeah. job is that? I swear drowner. to God. That, I swear to God, that's a thing, dude. Have, that's have a either fucking of you, job. Have either of you ever had to call a lifeguard in your life? No. Knock on wood, I never have to. But no, I haven't. Why have you? Full grown man. 20, I don't know, four years old. I'm in decent shape. 
with my uh ex-girlfriend's uh parents at the beach there's like you know the the beach is a different tide. yeah oh, yeah uh so to, i'm out there having fun i think i got a boogie board you know i'm probably sure. very high yeah and, uh no way the, i don't the, believe it the, the, the lifeguard's like hey move over so i start i don't have a boogie board i start swimming you know i don't get like very far and like two minutes goodbye he's like hey like you gotta move over and I'm like, then I like try to move over and I'm like getting exhausted. I was like, is this how people drown in the ocean? <laughs> I like could, I couldn't touch the bottom. And I was like, he keeps like pointing and whistling at me. And I'm like, at a certain point, I just, I'm getting frustrated. I just go, then come get me, come get me. I just stop swimming and I like belly out and like, come save me, you know? And I start swimming towards him, like trying to. He gets off the stand and he looks at me like, do I really have to come fucking save you? And I was like, yeah, like I'm done. This is all the swimming I can do. And uh, I'm Help swimming me. towards him. He's Help. yeah. I'm like, he's like, move. And I'm like, I can't. I, this is all the swimming that I have inside. I'm a now. little high. Yeah. And I'm nervous. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm this is yeah. Because yeah. swimming is hard in the ocean. I'm going oh. nowhere. I'm swimming as hard as hard everywhere. I'm not. <laughs> and so I'm trying to like come closer to him. He's now entered the water. But we're like six feet away from each other. I now know this is a handsome man who's in very good shape, and I can now stand. Nice. So now we're just looking at each other, and he just we walk out of the ocean together, <laughs> hand in I hand. Walk, you know <laughs> what I mean? He might as well carry. Yeah. I wish he, he should have carried, carried you. Me. He yeah. should have just carried you. I walk the thirty feet that I'm away from where, like my uh, like parent-in-law, future. You know what I mean? Like they're looking at me like, did you almost just drown the ocean? I was like, you see that guy? Very friendly guy. Yeah, yeah. You mean oh, old God. buff? Buff the stuff? Yeah. Yeah. You lost that wrestling match, and I laid in bed the night like, did I almost drown in front of these people? I was like, who is this kid? Like, he's gonna take care of my daughter. He can't get out of the ocean alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, you might want to start looking for something else. Put your resume out there. So That's the she only started, time I've she started, started banging the lifeguard. I would have been handsome. Man. He's probably gay. Would have, I got the cool shorts, you know? Mm, yeah. So speaking of, um, so lifeguarding, dude. And it was like, wait, so this baffles me. I knew, I knew secret shoppers. I was in the restaurant business, but they have someone who legit goes to the pool, puts on their lotions. And is it, a, do they pay a kid to do it? Or is it this, adult? this was a kid. This was a kid, which I find even more crazy. But That's I don't know. Back, back then, I swear this was a thing. I don't know if the city, not the city, but I don't know what governing body does this. It has but, to be uh, the insurance company that provides it, right? I have no idea, bro. But this was definitely a thing, I swear to God. And uh, yeah, we had to put the kid on the. Um, like how old? What's on the. the uh, I don't know. I'm going to say he was like 11 or 12, something oh, like that. Uh... He just jumped in and uh, acted like something happened to his back or something so we had to put him on a uh on the stretcher thing you know <laughs> the floating stretcher backboard dude what and, if, like uh, what if some creep shows up at the pool and he's like hey kid you want to make 12 bucks and an ice cream go pretend <laughs> to fucking drown in front of that guy i gotta get these pool chemicals out of here with nobody noticing yeah we gotta do a deep dive on that now i swear dude it's definitely a thing it has to be it has to be a thing that's unreal. All right. Yeah. But you, you pulled him out. You did. Up, if only you would have known, you could have told your, your girlfriend's family, oh, no, I'm just a secret shopper. Yeah, you got to do this. You, know? you got to make sure that guy's working. You know? I'm just making sure this guy knows what he's doing. I'm doing he's working Save me. Save me. Yeah. So, all right. Nice. So, you're, oh, 
Another dude that I forgot to shout out before on Molly's episode, someone I fucking love him to death. Fucking Benny McLennan, man. I fucking uh, ben love, man. Benny. What's his brother's name? Justin. 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 Didn't he? Justin play? made a run in states. Yeah. He was like, and then all of a sudden he won districts and regions. Like yeah, he, just he really. People. That's one of those incredible. stories where he just, you know, just blew up. Yeah. Boom. Right. Came like, on. Right at the postseason. It was yeah. crazy. And it was yeah. like. He was good such people, a goofball. Though. They were good all people. they they were getting me into like the uh the pop the uh the punk music. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah, I was big in the emo scene back yeah. then. Bro. Same. Yeah, but they were the ones used like, to go to shows. Used me. to do it all. Well, yeah. They were in a band, right? Was yeah, in a band? they had the reunion show. Uh, I don't know, probably four or five years ago, and I went. And uh, there's like probably ten to fifteen of us that know the songs. <laughs> and we jammed out, bro. It was great. It was awesome. Gino was the drummer. Yeah, yeah. Gino Fortunato. Gino Forge kills Bono. it on. Yeah, kills it on the drums. What's the band? No Blitz. It was called. Ah, dude, I remember that, dude. Dude, yeah. dude if you Gino's... can find, which I'm sure you can, find their music online. I mean, yeah. it was literally like, damn. Yeah. I was like, they should be like big. Shout out No Blitz. We'll put a link in the description. Shout out No Blitz. What were you no going to say? Tom? Round table. Yeah. Uh, Gino's Gino's state championship match. Dude, we uh, talked yeah, about we, we that talked in the pre-show. Yeah. Best like state finals match ever. ever. It was ever. so good. What was it? Goose Seth bumps. Lisa. Seth Lisa. Seth Lisa. Seth Lisa. When he yeah. stood when afterwards, when he like stood on the railing, was like, yeah. ah! went in the stands. Was like, yeah, it was so awesome. Oh, I was man. looking for it. He he gave me the singlet that he won states, and I have it here somewhere. I was gonna. Busted it out for you. Put it guys, on. But... Just wear it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Gino's Gino's a man. Man, I always Gino's love Gino. Cool. Yeah, Gino's cool. Gino's got what well, we can. We've we've categorized certain people with this thing, and Brandon Hill has it, where it's called a hurt fix, right? Where it's like they have a fix. They need to get their fix in hurting people, and if they don't hurt someone, they're gonna get their fix. If you if you saw Gino today, you would never. Uh, it's like. You know, really very he's, mellow, very mellow. He's mellowed out that much. Well, very he's mellow. always mellow, but he was just like a fucking on the mat though. He was a tiger killer, killer. Apparently, yes. uh, apparently Cabot was talking to Pal about it, right? And Pal had said he had the strongest legs because he loved to rollerblade. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it makes sense. But no, nah, <laughs> yeah, you guys so- had those freaking like mountains you got to run up at Easton. That place, Ooh, yeah, like Washington Street Hill, bro. Yeah, that, is that the one with the McDonald's at the bottom of it? Yep. Yeah, many, yeah, many a Sunday mornings. What? Many what? of Sunday mornings were spent on Washington Street Hill w- with who? The team? The team? Yeah, we would have to meet there and run. Of course, yeah. What? No wonder you guys are so fucking good, dude. I couldn't yeah. even drive up that hill without fucking. <laughs> getting like that is true it's hard to drive up it yeah how how uh how many times did you have to run up the hill oh that i i don't honestly don't remember in a day when they take you there is it just like three times four like how it wasn't much can you run yeah it wasn't much but we did it and it was sunday mornings i'll never forget it yeesh i mean this jada this hill is legit hill in manion yeah, oh, way worse than the wall. It's longer. Way it's worse than the wall. It's like way the worse. wall, but like longer. Oof. I don't know how to explain it. You'll have to we, look it up on Google Maps or something and show yeah, them. Washington Street Hill. You could just coast down it and you'd be hitting like 
I don't know, 50 at the bottom. You know what I mean? Is uh, I don't know if that's even fast. Get, but you were going fast. You were moving at the bottom. It's intense. Yeah. It was, uh, I lived it's in it, it's an intense thing to drive. Yeah. Like the oh, first yeah. time you drive it, you're like, oh, this is. Uh, it's like yeah. a roller coaster. Like when yeah. you're going down, it's like, ah. yeah. You can no longer see that well in front of you. You're like, this is safe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think this is how cars work. <laughs> um i lived in maniac and we get uh, i get hammered there was a bar that would stay open and then my i lived on silver it's only like two blocks up from the bottom and i would bet people and race them uphill and i would then i would do pretty well i would wake up you know what i mean i'd be like, why the fuck do my legs hurt so bad <laughs> i just do an uphill sprints hammered at 3 30 the morning betting some drunk guy outside like i did that that'll do it <laughs> you challenge a, a random stranger to i can beat you up the hill for five dollars and they'll usually take you up on it. yeah i'm sure depending really? on the area for sure 3 30 in the morning you can get most people to race you i guess people are confident in themselves. coming out of the bar yeah Someone, if you were like let's race up the hill i'll beat you and i was like I, i'd probably i guess i'd probably say no you won't <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and it's me like you're looking at me like you can't beat me up the hill and like, I'll, I'll smoke you up the hill little did you know I'm a hill. I've been running these hills, and I also live <laughs> uphill, so I just need a reason to run home. How many? Like that seems like one of the places where there's like a video of like if you have a snowstorm or like an ice storm or something where like they just put a camera on that road and people just slide down and they hit like there's just a pile of cars at the bottom of the hill that just like run into each other. Yeah, I don't know, but we used to have to run it in the snow and ice. I'll never forget that. Jesus, yeesh. Yeah. Well, so, that's good training. I mean, that is a steep hill. I yeah. still think. Yeah. About that. Had big legs. Yeah. Hey, you guys all did. So, well, sh <laughs> shout out to uh, Benny and Benny and Justin McLennan. Love those guys. Um, all right, but let's keep it moving. So uh, you did like you did lifeguarding all through high school and you're having fun partying, doing it up like kids do. Then you would leave there. Right. And then you would start doing odd jobs for Sal uh Crivarello's dad. I don't know. Crivalero. Yeah, he wrestled with us. And uh yeah, we did odd jobs uh for like the summer, you know, that type of thing. And wasn't really doing much, just you know, hanging out and working odd jobs really over the summer. And then uh went back to school finally, you know, after yeah. that. Went to yeah. uh NAC. Actually I went to barber school first and then I uh went back to NAC. All right. So and then at ahead, school, what, uh, I mean, you've been cutting hair for how long now? Ah, uh, man, probably about 15, 16 years, something like that. What's the worst haircut mistake you've ever made? <laughs> you ever like, uh, sorry about that. There goes your eyebrow. You know what I mean? Or like, yeah, man, I've cut people with the straight razor before. <laughs> you know, it's bad. You know, these things happen, especially yeah. when you're learning. So what? Well, did you cut yeah. him bad with the straight razor? Yeah, it was nah, just kid I mean, mad yeah, dog yeah, 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 nick you know, yeah. little nick. It was the yeah, referee I mean, from the uh, from the regional final match. Yeah. I wish. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So let's hold on. Let's come back to that because there was some noise. So you're working. Uh, so after you get done high school, you're working with your buddy's dad, just doing odd jobs, stuff like that. Then you would end up like. After high school, you went to Kutztown and you wrestled there for a little bit, right? Only a few weeks. Only a few weeks. Yeah. Didn't what, last long. What happened? Just didn't. Ah, college wasn't wrestling feeling... wasn't my scene. Nah. Uh, Dude, that's a legit wait, waking, job. waking up at like 4.30 in the morning and going running Oof. miles and then going to class and then having to go to practice after class. And, Oof. Uh, Oof. 
just wasn't wasn't my thing. I felt well, bad because yeah. I like made a commitment to the coaches and stuff, but uh, you know, and you're young and you're doing other things and yeah. you know, just yeah, wasn't a party. Yeah, wasn't yeah. really working out. But like, dude, it's I mean, it you know, you're a young kid. What could they expect? You know what I mean? Like, plus two, like if they're gonna start paying college athletes, they need to start paying college wrestlers too. Is that fucking, that's a fucking job. Bro. Yeah, I see some of them are signing uh, endorsement deals and stuff, like the big ones. Dude, of course, man. Who is that Bo kid, Bo Nickel, right? That yeah. could have been raking it in. He was a well, fucking... Gable Stevenson signed with Barstool. And did WWE. Really? really? Yeah. Yeah, dude. And he's going to WWE. I think he's going to be... He's already the, signed, uh, yeah. He's going to be the, like, the, uh, the under next... the giant memorial. Uh, yeah is he gonna be the next like brock lesnar brock lesnar yeah well apparently brock olympic gold medalist national champion yeah his brother's already in wwe is is angle the only one that's an olympic champion or olympian olympic champion in wwe he would be the only olympic champion but i know there's was angle a national champion no so he might be the only national and olympic champion yeah. well maybe yeah. was angle a national champ i don't know he went to didn't clarion. You go to clarion yeah. clarion yeah wasn't but, bob from PA? something bob Backlund. yeah who kurt, kurt angle? angles from pittsburgh, from pittsburgh. Yeah. hell yeah yeah. Sure. yeah good for kurt angle Dude, moon he went to moon what's oh moon moon high school high school yeah uh, moon pa whatever fucking moon river <laughs> so okay so like you you're you get done like wrestling or wrestling it cuts down and then you started coaching the midget wrestling program that you came up in at at Palmer right and you helped yeah. like the you did like the like the younger kids and stuff and then the you new also kids, yep. and then you also helped out at Pius the tenth too is that yeah. right yeah yeah and that was all fun and that I you know had a lot of fun coaching seeing how far the kids would come along during the year and uh, yeah. Yeah, and I wish I would have stuck with that, but just uh, not enough time in the day for everything. Yeah, wrestling's fun when you don't have to make weight, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. a lot more fun when you're telling someone, "Hey, you got to make weight," as opposed to having to make weight. Dude, nothing worse. Hate it. Um, okay, so then after you were, you know, like you're you're working there, like you're doing that stuff with the midget program and five tenth, and you start being a waiter in an Italian restaurant in Easton, right? And you're like. You're like mid to late 20s at this point, right? Yeah. First, I went to barber school in the city, though. I thought okay. I wanted to live in I thought I wanted to live in the city. New York. And, city. Uh, yeah. And I okay. would take the bus every day to a barber school in Manhattan. That I'm pretty sure was a like a Russian organized crime front thing. And it's oh, uh, awesome. So I used to sign in and walk around the city all day and. They would give you credit for it, whatever. And uh, they didn't teach you anything, how to cut. No, no. And I was kind of like, um, like you could have stayed and like you know done stuff, but I was kind of with some skeevy people coming through the doors and stuff, mm. and I was kind of like, eh. so I was kind of yeah, not. How not long was it. the course? It was like five, six months, something like that. So what? I did that every day for every weekday for like five or six months. I would take the bus. It cost a lot of money too. Yeah. And uh yeah, so then I whatever you want to call it, graduated from there. And uh I remember I went to look at an apartment in New York City with my parents and my mom walked in the door and saw I was like rat infested, you know, disgusting. And she was Ooh. like, You're not living in in yeah. New York City, blah blah blah. 
So I said, is whatever. Your, I is want your mom like a typical Italian mom? Oh, yeah, very much so, man. Yeah. <laughs> very yeah. much so. Nonstop. Yeah. yeah. And the cooking and all the works. And oh, I love her. Love her to death. Shout out, yeah. mom. Yeah, fan of the show. Um, Listen to the show. <laughs> but oh, she listened to Molly's episode. That's awesome. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Molly's episode was a hit. She's awesome. Can't wait. Hey, to I always try to promote my, my buddies. Hey, beautiful. You know what we should do? We should have, we've done like a bunch of round tables. We're doing a 44 round table. We did an end of round table. We did an LC round table, Henzo Gracie round table. We should do an Easton round table, right? Like get you, Molly, who else? Like who else would be good? I for used to a- know this Puerto Rican kid from Easton who was wild. Yeah. Yeah. See if I could find him. <laughs> I remember, I don't I can't even think of his actual legal name. What'd you call him? <laughs> God, I used to work with him. I can't even think of his What's name. He, he was like Fernando. He was like 300 pounds, but had a Honda Civic. And like you would see it like lean when he got in, but he had like a K motor in it, which I didn't, I still don't really know shit about cars. Sure. It was just the fastest car. Like it was just, it made no sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, this car would go so is. much faster if you didn't weigh 300 pounds. I, <laughs> Chris his cuts now. his hair. It's no big deal. Um, yeah. Right. All right. But no, think about that because if you like, you know, if we could get fucking you, Molly, and Benny McLennan, <laughs> yeah, we could set something up. Hey, man, love it. Nice. Think about that though. That's serious for real. I want to. I would love to get an Easter. I got plenty table. of other business people that would love to. You know, do it. Be on love your it. show. Period. So hey, you let spread, me know, dude. Let them spread the word. Let them know. I'll book anybody, man. I'll book. Them yeah, all. I'll I book them. We're tons to, of business people, bro. We're trying to expand our audience, which is growing every day. But God know. bless. Hey. Big and Easton. Gosh. Hey, yeah, man. Hey. Dude, we're just Big demographic. Expand. Hey, we're trying to expand our territory, brother. That's what we're doing. You know, we I hit, like dude, it. we do great. We would do great in Easton as a demographic because we hit big in the 18 to uh, 18 to 50 demographic, right? We hit big on that across the board, but we do monster numbers in 50 plus. We are monster numbers in the 50 plus demographic just really? to let you know oh yeah wow because i love how we fucking talk because we're not <laughs> fucking like we'll say male 50 plus female 50 plus. oh my god the carson matthew i can't stand the carson right that's what we get from <laughs> the female 50 plus but from yeah. the male 50 plus like fuck yeah fucking say how fuck it is you know fuck, <laughs> yeah. so either way um okay so you're working at a waiter at this restaurant in east well yeah no i i did i didn't want to uh oh, oh yeah my yeah, mom so didn't want me she to go, live in the she apartment. goes in the okay my bad so yeah so your your mom opens the door in new york city she sees five omaskowitz and his whole fucking family and johnny cockroach and his all his cousins and she fucking goes fuck what's up yeah you're not living here. No way. So bring me home to Pennsylvania. And uh, Did so she call you Christopher. Yeah. So she's yeah. Like, Christopher. When she's like, when it's emotional. How am I going to make you your Sunday gravy with these rats here, Christopher? <laughs> she doesn't have that accent. <laughs> okay. All right. So, sorry. Um, shout out. Shout out, mom. Shout out, Deb. Fan show. Listen um, show. Long time listener. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, I try to go to uh, take the test in Pennsylvania and the hours, it was like, you know, they had to have proof or something from New York. So I was seeing a girl at the time who lived in uh, Bayonne. And okay. uh, so I was in Bayonne the one night and I figured, let me go over to New York and see if I can get this from the school. 
like a diploma or certificate. Yeah. And uh, they lost it. They didn't have it. There was no record of me. Nothing. So wasted all this money, all this time. For nothing. nothing. Thank God. Uh, this was later down the line. Thank God. But a few years later, I decided I wanted to, you know, really do the barber thing. And uh, thank God a buddy of mine was opening a school in Bethlehem, which is like right next to Easton. Mm. And uh, yeah, he, um, you know, I got enrolled there and he helped me out and, you know, that's how I got my so, Pennsylvania hours. So, okay. So to be, to get your barber certificate kind of gimmick, you have to do like a certain amount of hours and pass like a testing kind of thing. Yeah. Written tests and, uh, you know, cutting hair and right. the shave and all that good stuff. Jesus. And then, so you went up to New York to fucking little Moscow up there. You went to the fucking, you know, the, the, the sons of mother Russia fucking barber school and you went every day for six fucking months. You signed in. You didn't do much, but you fucking signed in. <laughs> I was and there. You, yeah, you were. You made. Hey, you made an effort. And then yeah. when you went back up saying, "Hey, I need my certificate. I'm a graduate," and they said, "Sorry, no, no certificate for you." <laughs> yeah, they were. They were. They were dicks too, you know. And it wasn't. It was not a pretty sight. He beat me straight up. <laughs> yeah, like you want much. certificate you down. end up in the river yeah don't splash the pot <laughs> i think they they thought they didn't have to answer to me or anything because i was like a little white boy and you know i mean i don't think they would have answered to anybody any color boy they don't give a shit yeah you know true so yeah okay. that was that so wait so but there was like a time period between the Russian barber school and the other and the real yeah. barber school. So in that time period between then, that's when you're at the Italian restaurant in Easton. Right. 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 And, and you're there like mid to late 20s and you get a job there. But then you would end up getting the whole squad a job there. Right. Yeah. My good buddy, Mike Biasi, he wrestled at Easton. Uh, my sister and my cousin who wrestled at Phillipsburg. Shout out to uh Bobby. Easton the big rivalry. Ooh, yeah. rivalry in the whole state of Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> it's the biggest uh, rivalry. Um, yeah. Uh, what was something that always seemed cool was that bonfire. The bonfire yeah. every year. Thanksgiving, man. Thanksgiving yeah. Day game. What? What are you There's talking about? There's a bonfire that uh thanksgiving eve every year at easton high school and then we play peberg the next day but the oh, bonfire wow. is massive huge and if you're driving on 22 and you don't know any better you think there's just a huge fire because it's it's that you know, big just a massive oh, fireball right. oh, it's they, huge they throw couches in there and shit really yeah, oh dude no Oh, couches like, like junk for multiples. the whole year yeah we go around that's a big thing all the seniors go around you split up into teams and you go pick up wood and furniture and from all over the city and then you try to make the biggest bonfire every year and ours was pretty damn big my senior year and yeah. then you camp out you camp out uh next to the bonfire the night before the bonfire to make sure peberg doesn't light it and uh so everybody gets to sleep out it's a big thing i don't i think they still do that and uh, then you have the bonfire the night before, and everybody from Easton, if you were away at college, if you're from out of the state, uh, everybody meets up at the bonfire, and then everybody goes to the bar or whatever See, you want to do. that's like some cool community shit, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like that, that, And then you wake up and go to the game. But that builds, like, a sense of community. You know what, what I mean? What about 
it's November, you know, how cold was it the night you're sitting oh, out before freezing, you, bro. before you freezing. light the fire? You need, you need to freezing. find a, you need to find a honey to keep you warm. You know what I mean? Nah, they had chaperones there. It's, uh, you mm. really couldn't do anything like that. I remember, but we, I remember playing football at like 2 a.m. with Mikey Rogers. I'll never forget that. Shout out, Mikey Rogers. That's another stud. Fucking that's shout out, man. Did God he bless win him. his freshman year? Sophomore. Sophomore, I think. I think him and this, I think the other guy's name is Jarrett King, and they were both sophomores wrestling in the state final. Finalsville. Yeah. All right. So, damn, I didn't know the fucking bonfire was that big. That's pretty fucking cool. So, but either way, so you're working, you're working at the Italian spot. You're doing your thing. Like I was going to uh, Northampton Community College, got my degree in hotel restaurant management. Got it. Uh, Parlayed that from the Italian restaurant, went to the Sands Casino was opening in Bethlehem. Nice. So I was, I went to work at the Sands and uh, I was at the pizza place for a little bit. Then I went and uh, that was the best job was the pizza place. Then they wanted to be fancy and moved me to Emeralds. And I worked at Emeralds for like five or six years and uh, met him a few times. Yeah. All right, guy. Um, but Dude, very. Uh, I, uh, I worked at Wawa, right? And when you work at Wawa, they put you through like an employee training, right? And they show you like this video on how they make their sandwiches. Because everything's like, you know, it's three tomatoes and three pieces of cheese and fucking two things of turkey or whatever the fuck it is, right? And they're putting me through, like they're putting you through this instructional video. And the guy that they had, this is our instructor, Emerald Wawazi. <laughs> Oh, man. lost it like emerald lagasi <laughs> but wawazi yeah yeah like wawa wawazi you know and so i was like this is fucking great instead of bam he says boom yeah he's gonna have to uh, yeah i'm gonna have to deep dive that one later too yeah emerald, emerald wawazi. wawazi so wawazi. okay so you're working at emeralds right and you're yep. doing like a bunch of different things here right? yeah like, i was uh in, oh, in a casino though so like to work in a casino as like, you're not like, I know you're not like a dealer or whatever working on the floor, but is there still like a bunch of regulations for you just to work in the casino? Back then the deal was you had to have a gaming license, but you couldn't gamble uh, at the casino back then. I think food people can now. I'm not sure. I, I honestly don't know, but back then uh, you couldn't gamble there and um, you had to have your gaming license at all times on you to even be on the floor. How do you get a uh, gaming license? They, you ever see Casino, the movie? Yeah. Yeah, From well, that was a, the big thing was he couldn't get a gaming license because of his background. You know what I mean? So they just yeah. run a background check and, you know, you either get it or you don't. Like, they'll give so, it to you, like, then you don't have to, like, mail the state or something. It's just like, all right, here's our casino gaming license. See ya. Basically, I guess the state oh, yeah. probably controls it. I don't right. know. Yeah. I'm sure the state's got their fingers in that. But, of course. Yeah. Of course. So, so yeah, okay. I was working there. Uh, I was like a reservation management guy dealing with the books and then uh, decided to be a waiter because you made more money, honestly. Yeah. Um, it was like fine dining there. And nice. uh, yeah, but the people were a little, it was a little stuffy. Yeah. Uh, had how many, both uh, I was going to say, how many people said BAM to you? Oh, uh, BAM. Well, they opened another restaurant called BAM. It was Burgers Did and they? More. BAM. <laughs> burgers and More. Oh, I didn't even know that. That's hilarious, though. <laughs> Yeah, Good I think it's still there. I think it's still there. Is he still around? What's he doing? 
then he opened, Did you ever meet uh, emerald he opened uh yeah he opened emerald's italian then there and then he opened emerald's fish place there he had a bunch of places there dude what's and, the uh, what's the british guy's name that you scream or uh gordon ramsey yeah dude emerald is like getting double teamed by gordon ramsey and bobby flay no one gives a fuck about emerald anymore emerald was getting guy twisted fietti. back then bro dude, guy fieri yeah flavor tone dude it's guy fieri fieri he would walk around with a bottle of wine all night emerald just really boom. yeah was he pulling Bam. some was he pulling some bitches emerald? i think he got i was just trouble. that was where i was going next bro he was like yeah uh, emerald was doing <laughs> Fucking check his work, resume. Bro. Wait, Chris, <laughs> you seem to know uh, the. Sh- do you just know them? Or are you uh, are you into cooking a lot? He's Italian, Tom. I mean, I, I cook, Italian, but not man. like that. And uh, I went for a hotel and restaurant management is what I went to school for. So I was like yeah. front of the house stuff more yeah. so. Yeah, is that fun? That kind of stuff, like the back then, it was exhilarating. It was. Uh... Were you like planning on like you know? All right, we got rock stars here. There's a dead hooker in a room. I'm going to step in and take care of it. It's like, is that what you're imagining when you go to school for hotel and restaurant management? I just wanted to ultimately have my own place. That was what I wanted. And then the casino thing just kind of popped up and everybody was like, that's a good opportunity. Boom. Take it. And uh, so ultimately though, I I was, yeah, paid great. I had great benefits, you know, making good money. Yeah. blowing it like an idiot because i was young and yeah. um dude the amount of money i blew in my 20s i fucking like i could, I could buy... shoot my stuff oh, god bro bro i mean i wouldn't don't get and i wrong. was living at home i yeah i wouldn't change it for the world like the my 20s and the experiences and everything because you know whatever but <laughs> the amount of fucking money i blew on like partying and girls and like fucking all that man it's legit like i should be shot right? i lived like, at home yeah i lived at uh, home yeah. and my mom opened my i was like i don't know 20 and my mom opened my w2 and she like stormed into my room and she was like what is this i was like i don't know i think that's the thing you got to pay taxes with i don't know she's like you made more money than i did this year what did you do like how much do you have saved up i was like i have like 27 dollars like what do you want <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> yeah dude also, was, mom, yeah. it's illegal to go through my mail. Fucking yeah. look out, call the cops. My mail is still at my mother's house. Yeah. Like it's still her at. She just texts me every time I get mail. Like, change your address. No. That's funny. I never have my, I use my mom's too, and she's moving soon. So, whatever. That's all, that it will forever be that address. I don't care who lives there. Yeah. It's the worst changing your address. Fucking A. So, okay. You just go to the, the, post office oh is that what you do tom huh is that what you do you just go to the post office like there's a reason to talk to me like you know i've had to do it (laughs) maybe you do know yeah my mom loves telling me i think you can do it online (laughs) i think my mom my mom loves saying like you know being like tom hanks you know like you got mail yeah Fucking loves it. You got some more mail at our house. You gotta come over and get your mail. You got your mail here. You gotta come over and pick it up. Look serious. Is everything okay? Look serious. My mom opens everything. Oh my god. Yep. She everything and then goes, you got a letter. And I go, what's it about? She goes, do you want me to open? I go, I know it's already open. Just tell me what it says. I don't know why we're <laughs> pretending like you didn't open it on the way from the yeah. mailbox. She's making the it a sound like, all right, <laughs> let me open it. Yeah, as soon as she sees, it's like, ooh, this is interesting. Yeah. It makes a weird sound. I'd be like, open it. Like, She'd be like, you have an arrest warrant. I'd be like, oh, you opened it that fast? Yeah. Thank she, God mine doesn't open mine. Yeah. 
you should you it'd be great if your mom like if you had like a great uncle that was sending you birthday money every year and your mom's just like yep this is mine every year thanks <laughs> uncle junior you know whatever so all right so let's keep it moving so you're working at the casino and you're doing things there but you're still not like totally fulfilled so i was um going to the barber school down the street at the same time that's when yeah. i started that whole thing and but like so was, was work, what was, was the atmosphere like at emeralds because like it seems like it would be stressful right it was very um pretentious like yeah. uh, a lot of stuffy people come in but then you also get a lot of you know bottom Whis- of the barrel type yeah, people that are just Tango coming at the fucking yeah. casino yeah Coming on comp dollars and that, uh, dude, there so was you no get, short of that. When I when I remember my time in Easton, there was no short of some fucking whiskey tango up there, brother. Jesus yeah, Christ. yeah, a lot of that going around. Yeah. But then you would have a lot of people coming from the city, which they'd be very, uh, you know, hoity-toity, pretentious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. people aware of what whiskey whiskey tango means. I mean, for our listeners that don't know, J Dub, do you know what whiskey tango? No means? idea. Yeah, I just I knew you were sitting there. It. White trash. It white means trash. white trash. Yeah. WT, Whiskey Tango, you know. White whiskey track. Tango Foxtrot. Yeah. Yeah. What's Foxtrot mean? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Foreign trash. I've heard no. it before. <laughs> no, Whiskey, yeah, Whiskey Tango means white trash. And there was, I mean, there's a plenty of Whiskey Tango. I mean, to be fair, plenty of Whiskey Tango on Lansdale, too. So, all right. So you leave Emeralds and, like, you're kind of doing your thing at the barber shop, like getting your real barber's license this time, not from yes. fucking. Yeah, I, le- so- I left the uh, the casino because uh, I wanted to get a casino host job, which was like you dealt with the players. I wanted to go out onto the floor and I wanted to take care of the players and uh, did all this stuff, you know, you had to do. And um, they just took the people that were coming in from Las Vegas. Like they just transferred jobs uh, over there and uh, they just then- un- undercut you completely. Yep, and then I had a falling out with the manager at the uh, restaurant, and uh, I put my two weeks in, and they were like, "Nah, we're just gonna let you go now." And such a uh, dick move. yeah, I I think I cried a little bit, man. I was a little it's emotional. Such a dick move. Yeah, yeah, I definitely cried. Yeah, You're an yeah it's guy. upsetting. It's upsetting. I, I was no, very, and very respectful enough to give them the two weeks to be like, "Hey, like I'm leaving because I hate it, but I'll give you." Why two didn't more weeks. they want you, Chris? Why did they want? Uh, they those said two I was ways? a. Uh, they said I was a, like a rebel rouser. Like I was creating too much, uh, you know, Good. drama. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah. You're hanging around because I stood you're, up. You're... I stood up for the little guy. Yeah, fuck yeah. You weren't. Well, you they you knew they were a bunch of fucking punks. You know what I you're mean? You're going around here. You're listening to too much of that no blitz music. You're going. <laughs> <laughs> You yeah, keep, didn't you like keep it. calling him Emerald Wawazi. It's like, yeah. Ah, yeah, you son of a bitch. No. Uh, yeah. The tagline's bam. It's not boom. It's bam. <laughs> so, okay. So, so then you, ultimately uh, that's gone. I leave there. And then that's when everything kind of shifts in life. And I get serious about, you know, cutting hair. And I got my license. You cut hair when you were younger just to like, because you like doing it. You know what's yeah, funny? Just, like, I think I remember that you were cutting hair like. Probably yeah. doing it on the side. I started it in like 2005 or six. I remember no, I gave my two little cousins, you know, were my first victims. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, then, you know, I went to the barber school, got my uh, license finally. And then uh, this guy, this old Italian guy, Leo, owned the shop in Easton. He was Leo. looking to retire. 
my aunt was a caretaker at the time. She took somebody in there for a haircut. They got to talking and uh, he said, you know, tell your nephew to come down. And I went down, me and my dad went down, talked to him. And we met like one time, had some wine, had some, you know, bread and olive oil, we broke bread. And uh, sure. that was it. He sold me the shop and nice dude bellissimo dude that's awesome man no good he wanted he wanted to pass it on to a fellow see me and tom didn't know found out this year we just were recently italian well what's lavelle it's irish irish our dad's our dad see lavelle's one of those ones that could you don't know yeah yeah it had an o at the end of it Lavello yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you never know though. You could have dropped it. People confuse Lavelle for French a lot too, which was Lavelle. very That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say it could be French, it could be Ugh. Italian, it could be Irish. Yeah, like Lavellowitz. Uh, finding yeah. out that you're Irish this year. I also found out how to spell your last name this year. Oh cool. look at that. Spell it. Spell check. L E V it's yeah. uh, L A. I can't spell it, but I saw, how it's LA. Right. LA. I saw how it's spelled. It's L A V E L L E. Yeah, for all those Your kids, salami in my phone. Hey, hey. you're J Dub in mine. Oh, oh my gosh, that's so, so cute. cute. So, but um, this magic moment. But okay, so you get you get to talking to Leo, right? Leo, hey, Leo, uh, Leo. Yo, this is Chris. This is shout out to Leo. We want you to Total. come down here. We want you to take over the shop. You're gonna give out some haircuts. Here, here. You want some? You want some olives with that? You want some olives with some vino? You're gonna run the numbers. You're gonna <laughs> yeah, run the numbers just, for Bruno. Yeah, he listen, speaks very. Luca Brazzi's yeah. gonna come in. He's gonna tell you what to do. <laughs> yeah, no, he wasn't that type of guy. He was just a good immigrant. Yeah. Italian and he spoke very uh broken English and I love him to death. He's like yeah. uh you know sweet old gentleman. Is he, is he still around? Yeah, he's like 93, still walks miles a day, still plays bocce ball. He's living in uh, Florida. He's uh, living the life, bro. He looks like he's in like his 70s, not even. Dude, he must yeah. be slaying it down there. He's a tank. He's, he's a tank. Slaying it down there. Yeah, Fuck yeah. great guy. Great yeah. guy. No, dude, so, shout out for him. So okay, so yeah. you get the shop. Everything's going good, right? Not get... really. At first, it was okay. rough, man. It was well, rough. A lot of why... people didn't like the transition. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. Uh, like, who's this young punk? This yeah, little Dago yeah. bastard. Yeah. A lot of that, dude. Yeah. A lot Who of that. Is this? I mean, Who this is guy this was, uh, this guy had a cult following, man. He yeah. was a legend. Yeah. And um, I was too, to you know, my own detriment too. I was like a punk at the time too. You know, young yeah. thought I knew everything. And yeah. So, you know, it just wasn't a good combination. I was still partying a lot and like, you know, wasn't very reliable. Didn't know Ooh. what I was getting myself into. Yeah. But then you work through that stuff yeah. and you know, you realize you got bills. This is a chance to make money. Um, mm. And somewhere along the line, you just figure it out. And, you know, within yeah, you the first Jesus meeting and it's like, yeah. yeah, within the first year, you know, things got rolling. I figured it out. Yeah. Everybody now grew to like me. And uh, I then brought my own people in uh, on top of his people. So it was like combining two businesses. Yeah. Um, and it worked out. Do you have like the spiral pole thing out front? The barber pole? Yeah. Fuck yep. yeah. Love that. Yep. So yep. nice. Okay. So you get your shit figured out with Leo and like you get, you're getting going. You're dude, 
this is we'll talk about this too but you're doing the shop the shop's running good you're playing your bocce ball at the italian bocce club doing that and then yep. all of a sudden you get a fucking curveball and you get hit with lyme disease right? yeah i mean they don't even really know what it is man honestly i say lyme disease because people you know can that's what they originally thought it was and it still might be that but they honestly don't know yeah. you know these the doctors, I don't know. I don't know. So whatever it is, is kicking my ass and Still? it's slowly getting a little better. Okay. Uh, I used to run three miles a day, like multiple times a week. And yeah. I couldn't, I can't even run down the freaking block sometimes now without, yeah. you know, just, my legs are shot after just, working all day, especially I'm on yeah. my feet all day. Yeah. So that sucks because working out was like a huge thing for me. And right now, at least, uh, you know, kind of doesn't happen after working all day. Forget it. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, too, like your like I always thought like your hands and your elbows and your forearms like, God, it's got to be like like I see yeah. that like that's like even think about that makes my hands hurt. But... That's how I first noticed the uh, problem was my uh, shoulders were you know, got real weak and I could feel it when I was cutting hair and then yeah. it went to my legs and, Ooh. uh, they think it's lying. Who knows? I don't know. I haven't. Where's did they really... find the ticks though? Like what the hell? Yeah. I got tons of ticks in my yard. So that's why they, oh, that's why they shit. think that. Yeah, man. That would really tick test... me off. Yeah. Bada boom. But, okay. Yeah. But the Lyme test, they're not really, uh, there's like, they're vague. You know, like yeah. you you test positive on a few strands of this and you need multiple strands to test. But then some doctors say you only need to test positive for one of them. It's a mess. It's a yeah. mess. Yeah. The medical, you know, I, I don't even want to get into all that. But, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a mess. So, well, you're fighting through it, man. I'm glad to hear you're getting better. That's great. And, it, dude, that's fucking Thanks. tough, dude. That's fucking tough. So we wish you nothing but the best. But I want to talk about this. We're talking bocce. So tell me about the bocce. You are so into bocce that your dad built a bocce court at your house so you can practice yeah. your botch. Yeah, in the basement. How, is that how big you're – like, you take bocce pretty seriously. Well, yeah, see, to me <laughs> – the uh, the club, the Italian club had indoor courts, so that was like the first okay. thing I, I really learned yeah, how to play yeah. on. So then I got the idea when I bought my house. Uh, it was like, yeah, my basement's not really doing nothing. Like, what the hell am I going to do in the basement? I can't. Hell it's yeah. like not the, the ceiling's too low to like fix it up and everything. So I was like, screw it. I'm just going to get my dad to build me, help me build a uh, court, a bocce court. And I got turf and I laid it down and uh, I got railroad ties for the sides. Yeah and uh yeah it's pretty sweet it's not it's Dude. not big it's not big so it's like just kind of practice hey, but during but you get COVID, your sharpshooter you know what i mean yeah yeah exactly and during covid when i was giving a lot of basement cuts um people, people were like playing love oh, yeah loving it bro it was Wait, like so the waiting you, thing you you would have people come over to your house to get a cut during covid yeah i mean yeah. i probably shouldn't but yeah well, i mean yeah, murderer who the fuck cares? I, I mean, like, you weren't spreading it. <laughs> Screw them. Fuck them, man. You had to make some fucking money. Fuck them fuck is them. right. Yeah, Dude, that's I, some bullshit. your own risk. You, you, they yeah, they exactly. Everyone, everyone that came to your house signed an affidavit. So fuck off. It's past the yes. statute of limitations. So anyone can go smoke a fat one. 
That's fucking, yes. you know. Our good governor decided to lock it down. <laughs> he locked it down Do you hard. even know the name of our governor? God. Wolf. Is it Rendell? Uh, Wolf. Tom Wolf. Dummy. <laughs> he looks exactly oh, like my dummy. stepfather. Dummy. Tell me all the governors of the 50 states, huh? Fucking oh, yeah, dummy. God, I just Cuomo? Yeah. Well, it used to be Cuomo. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Ted Cruz. Kidding. Uh, <laughs> but is Barry Sanders I, I, a good one? I know the one Arnold of my state, particularly in the last <laughs> Jesse Ventura couple years when he's all been doing all lockdowns. <laughs> hey, we don't talk about politics on this show. All right, that's right. You I told me that. to name all the fifty fucking governors. <laughs> governors. Well, you can't. So there you go. Governor? I can name the one of my state. That's all I care about. Well, I guess that the, you don't know much if you only know one. Good for you, Tom. You didn't Good even know you. yours, Matt. You didn't even know. Well, I don't want to know. Politics isn't allowed on this show. All right? No politics. <laughs> we'll have I should have never brought up the COVID cuts. <laughs> as soon as you know, everything is politics. Yeah. All right. So, okay. So, well, dude, we're coming to the top of time. I'll tell you what, man, Chris, after like we had Molly on and when she told me you were interested in doing the show and I booked you and like talking to you, man, and even like the pre-show is great catching up. Like you're a good fucking dude, man. And I'm really happy to have you on the show. And like, this has been fucking awesome, man. And I know we're usually in agreement with this, me and Tom and Justin, but if you'd be willing, we'd love to have you back on the show. Oh, bro, it was it was great catching up with you guys, you know, after 20 years or whatever it's yeah. been. And uh, yeah, you guys are my kind of people. You know, hey, I can talk right to you. Right back at you. Sorry like about nothing. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I will say in this way, man, you are a sweetheart, dude. It's kind of, It's nice talking to you. Like, seriously, you seem like the nicest guy I ever met in my freaking life, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I have a I have a little temper, but yeah, sure. it doesn't get doesn't go there too often. So uh, us Italians it. have our temper. Yeah, you know what I mean, us we're I charming when we need to be. Yeah, but us Italians, you know, I mean, when I say us <laughs> Italians, I mean us. So us, I, yeah, us, we, I'm I'm, I'm Italian. You know, we. ask ask my uh, ask my dad, my granddad, whoever he is. So uh, <laughs> Butch, <laughs> old old Butchy Palermo. So. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so let's keep it moving so we're coming to the top of time so two things one definitely want to do an eastern round table so for all you Easternites listening to this episode when it airs hit us up on twitter and tiktok at, or hit us up on twitter at working peapod or email us at workrespects at gmail.com if you want to be on the eastern round table we'd love to have you i think it would be great um but chris before we get out of here is there anything you want to say to your adoring fan base before we take off nah, i love everybody uh you know everybody in my life everybody's helped me in one way or another and uh yeah i don't know you put me on the spot but <laughs> you know Amen. people have helped me out a lot along the way and yeah. you know i'm nobody i was nobody in wrestling we just went over that and i feel kind of weird talking about it because no, it's not true i, was I liked it it's i like a heartbreak true. story i liked it it's not true it was man. basically that was why we did it's it good. i feel it was for the heartbreak yeah. you know what i mean Dude, you but it. it's like, not you see it as heartbreak i see it as such an accomplishment right like dude i remember you outside the fucking garage man like you were down and out and you had dude you, our dad used to have a saying you have two choices. You have the hard right choice or the easy wrong choice, right? And you could have been a quitter and done the easy wrong choice real fucking quick, real easy, and like done that. And who knows what would have happened to you then? You know what I mean? But you did the hard right choice. You fuck, you, you nutted up and like, dude, it made, like it's an unbelievable accomplishment you made going from like one year on varsity like how many people wrestle one year of varsity and place fourth in the toughest region in the state like 
You should be very proud yeah. of what you accomplished. Yeah, it's not, not a to mention, feat. just because you were fourth at the region, you probably would have been fucking fourth in the state. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. You definitely like... would have placed for sure. Yeah. You know? Some of my favorite athletes didn't win anything, and you just love them for the effort. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out I... Mick Foley. Shout Absolutely. out Charles Barkley. Shout, Shout out Brady. Marisa. Dan Marino. My Shout guy. out Marino. Yeah, there's so many. Shout out Damian Tomlinson. Yeah. Barry. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Razor Ramon, fan of the show. Well, thank you guys. Nah, man. Absolutely. R.I.P. Scott Hall. Yeah, R.I.P. Razor Ramon. We had a Razor Ramon tribute show recently, and it's. uh, I saw that. Yeah. Well, hey, hey, thanks for watching. Appreciate that. Um, but yeah, love Razor. So no, Chris, thanks for coming on, man. This is great. Thanks for having me. Of course, Tom. J Dub, nice to meet you, bro. It was very nice to meet you. I enjoyed this thoroughly. <laughs> yeah. Tom, anything you want to say to the allegiance of the Captain Jerkbeard Faithful before we take off? Whiskey Tango Foxtrot for the abbreviation WTF, as in what the fuck. Oh. Oh, I thought Foxtrot was two words. <laughs> one word. One word. <laughs> oh i'm stupid all right so yeah well whiskey tango is whatever um so all right well very cool whiskey tango foxtrot shout out for what the fuck it's just a code for what the fuck they use in the army w whiskey tango foxtrot wtf what the fuck i thought they said foobar isn't foobar a thing fucked up beyond all all recognition Yeah, pretty cool, huh? <laughs> Saving Private Ryan, shout out, finish show, listen show. Nice. All right. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> no, Tom. that's from. Is it from Saving Private, Private Ryan? Ryan. Yeah. Is it Full Metal Jacket? Tango no, Cash. Yeah. Saving Tango Private Cash. Ryan. Oh, I don't know. It's from Tango and Cash too. Well, Tango and Cash maybe came first. out way before Saving Private. I think it's okay, Full Metal Jacket. Was, I know it was Full made popular. Yeah, right. Full Metal Jacket. Because what's his name? Does she take Saving Private Ryan? Yeah. But do they explain it? Yeah, because this is Fubar. It's fucked up beyond recognition. Yeah. Right. Well, forget his name. The Joker. He's got his head. Sh- yeah, that fool. Oh, is that Matthew you, Modine. Wayne? Matthew is that Modine, me? aka Loud and fucking Loud and Swain. Swain. Loud and fucking Swain. Matthew Modine. It all comes back to Vision. Wow. You guys got to wow. show J Dub Vision Quest. Dude, I've never ju- seen it. Justin, you would love two things. Two things you would love. One, the soundtrack, and two, a young Linda Florentino. Mm. Whoa. Dude, talk about Jersey hot. Like, you know how there's like some girls that like she had the hair. Like, what Ita- a bizarre story. The, the Italian live watch, Jersey. Uh, oh, the Italian's like, oh, hot. I'm gonna help this girl fix her car. By the way, you can come live at my house. Yeah, that's why your car's getting fixed, and then you're gonna sleep with my 17 year old son. Yeah, that was very, very bizarre, but yeah. it was a classic. Hey, it's Spokane, Washington. What are you gonna? What were you gonna say, Justin? I've never seen it. We could live watch it together, and I'll oh. give you my live commentary. Dude, if you live watch it with Cabot, it's probably his fucking favorite movie. So yeah, nice shout out. Vision what was Quest. the Native American guy? What was Cooch. 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 Cooch, 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 yeah. and uh, Shoot was the state champ. They're just talking about him during NCAA's. Dude, oh, he really? he goes to NCAA's yeah. and like takes. Yeah, pictures that's what they said. Yeah, that's what they shoot said. Does? Yeah, shoot. Yeah, that's like his his like his every year. He's like, I'm going to I'm going to NCAA's. So yeah. I gotta go there. I got like Virgil for WWE. Yeah, dude, fucking Zach looks Virgil. like Zach, Zach looks like shoot. I know you're yeah, talking. That's crazy. Like I know shoot. you're talking about. Yeah. Virgil was with uh, the million. He wore like a man, trench man. coat. Yeah, yeah, he does the big. He does autograph signings like everywhere. Yeah. Do you know? Uh, do you know that he was a? Uh, they called a rib in wrestling that his name was Virgil because so Vince McMahon. Here's a little wrestling history for everybody. <laughs> 
So uh, the Million Dollar Man, right, is is roughly based on Vince McMahon, right? Like it's kind of like where they kind of develop the idea for the persona, the Million Dollar Man. So <laughs> the Million Dollar Man's manservant is Virgil, right? So at the time of coming up with the Million Dollar Man and that whole gimmick, the number one competition for Vince McMahon and the WWF at the time was uh, Dusty Rhodes, right? Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, Dusty yeah. Rhodes, and NWA. Hard times. Hard times. Dusty Rhodes. Shout out Cody Rhodes. Son of a plumber. Yeah, son of a plumber. Son of a walker, man. I'm Rick not- Flair, you bring down here your horsemen. <laughs> what did you say? I'm that was, that was with good. kings and queens and eight and alleys with Franks and beans. He said, Stardust Friday night. Rick Flair, bring <laughs> your horsemen. Dude. Cody Rhodes was a state champ. Yeah, yeah, Georgia. Georgia. Two times state champ. I Chris, think. are you a big wrestling fan? Pro wrestling? Yeah. What? Oh, really? AEW? You watch pro wrestling? You watch AEW? Dude, I was, oh, when I was a kid, I was very into it. And now I, I follow when I can AEW and oh! WWE. Watch. I watch it all. Bro, you should come on You're our gonna wrestling be watching perspective Mania? show. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be watching Mania for sure. Oh, dude, all we right. do a live watch along, man. You should When's fucking Mania? come. April Dang, 1st down. and 2nd. Dude, you should do. We do a wrestling show called Wrestling Perspectives, which is available now on all podcast platforms and YouTube. Really? Networks. Wow, you guys are really yeah. We taking have this podcasting. We have three shows. We have three shows, and plus we do a live watch along for big shows. But yeah, me and Tom do the Wrestling Perspective show, and yeah, no, dude. Oh, big nice. wrestling fan. Nice. Check it out. Nice, dude. I didn't know you Definitely. were into it like that. I love Cody Rhodes. Dude, in the nineties, I was like, oh, huge, dude, bro. I was Everybody the biggest was. mark. Biggest yeah. My favorite wrestler died though was Owen Hart. So oh. that was very sad. Wow. Your not life many is people full of heartbreak. Not, right. not many people picked <laughs> Owen Hart as their favorite wrestler. Okay. Dude, nugget? Long heart, brother. Nugget. Yeah. Nugget. 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 I'm not a nugget. nugget. <laughs> Dude, you know Owen, how, dude, Owen Hart was Jada, do you know why he was named why they chanted Nugget at Owen Hart? I don't remember that now. Oh, you know, Chris? Damn. Well, hold on, hold on. I don't think so I know. Sean Michael named him so uh, hold on, Tom. So you can tell he that. Said, but hold on, Michael's Tom, had a lot of heat. Hold on, you can tell that. The reason I was talking about Vince McMahon and oh, yeah, yeah. and and Dusty Million Rhodes, Dollar Man, yeah. right? Is that they? So Dusty Rhodes or Million Dollar Man's manservant was named Virgil, right? Vince McMahon's number one competition at the time was Dusty Rhodes, who was the NWA champion, right? And Dusty Rhodes's real first name is Virgil. So ah. when Virgil goes to WCW and makes the transfer, Vincent, they named him Vincent after Vincent, Vincent Kennedy, Kennedy McMahon. McMahon. There you go. There you go. Nice. Damn. I so, never put that together, bro. Yep. Pretty cool. So Tom, go ahead. Tell the nugget origin story. Please. So Shawn Michaels was talking about the, uh, the heart foundation and like how they're yeah. a bunch of crap. And he yeah. says, it's like, and he was describing now Owen. He's like, you say you have the whole fart heart foundation and you had him in the toilet and you take, it's like a big steamy shit or whatever, you know? And he's like, and you're flushing the toilet and there's just that one little nugget <laughs> that won't flush down the toilet. Every, you can flush it and it still keeps coming back. You're flushing a nugget. He's like, that's Owen Hart. And so then everyone started <laughs> calling him nugget. Dude. Oh, man, and I he probably thought of that like on this, like just like that. Like that's back when 
you know they you were allowed a, to do that back yeah. then when well that's what AEW does like they're i know and that's why they're and that's why it's better that's why it's a better product one. no it's so good so fun well, that was good. the best that was my favorite part it's just when they the heel would come out and tell the home fan that they're stupid it was dude, my favorite thing my grandfather in the whole took that so serious dude he used to go and like curse him out dude. And yell at the refs and yo way f is well i was just gonna say just justin i'm gonna send you someone called mjf and you're gonna lose your fucking he knows mind. Who MJF is. If you I love AEW. MJF. I don't watch. I don't. Oh, Justin. Oh, Justin. Sorry. Yeah, Justin. Sense. MJF. You're gonna love him. But MJF dude, is a great heel. Once oh, Tatanka retired, I, I kind of stopped watching dude, wrestling. Re- <laughs> they used to take wrestling so seriously. Tatanka's not retired. When when Ric Flair <laughs> when Ric Flair <laughs> broke sorry. Dusty Rhodes's leg. Right, Arn Arn Anderson got Arn stabbed. Anderson. That was the other guy. I couldn't think Arn of his Anderson name. Arn Anderson was stabbed on the way out of the arena by the crowd that rioted after yeah. after he Who broke the, Dusty Rhodes' leg. Do you remember the four horsemen? It was Ric Flair, Arn Anderson. There were a few interactions. Like, Magnum, yeah. Magnum, two others. Yeah. Yeah. Star and the Starcade, not Stardust, but it was yeah, Star, Star whatever Cade. Starcade was. Remember yeah. that they bought uh, the uh, football player in Mongo? Yeah, yeah. Mongo McMichael. That Paul was Roma. Yeah. Dude, WCW had some good stuff, you know, either way. But, dude, Chris, I didn't know. Wrestling Perspectives will get you on the show, brother. Nice, man. Yeah, bro. Awesome. New listener. Brother. Brother. (laughs) So, okay. So, yeah, very cool. I wasn't going to say. Scott Hall had come up with something. By the way, Raw last night was very good. (laughs) I didn't watch it, so I'll have to. Well, uh, the last match, the main event, if I could say is a main event, AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins. That's a fucking main event right there. Yeah, good for AJ. It was really good. It was really good. They've been kind of burying him. Winner winner was going to face Edge at... Uh, mania. So AJ so won. Been? No, Seth won. Well, DQ. Uh, are you gonna watch? Cody it? Rhodes is no. supposed to be showing up, isn't he? Edge came out. Edge came out and hit AJ Styles with the chair on purpose, so that Seth Rollins got disqualified. Disqualified. AJ Styles won the match and will face him. But the whole time, like, dude, they gave him like they gave him like half hour. They gave him a long time, nice. and the uh, the crowd was chant for cody so bad at the really end. Yeah, they're like cody cody and so seth cody is, on is the so mic fucking and he's over. screaming and stuff like that and then he tears apart like the whole like he, he flips the announcer's table he tears apart the ring he tears apart the, like the stuff like seth's going nuts and it's that transition into the to the, the joker. joker and he yeah. starts laughing ah, ha, 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 yeah. like going crazy i'm like cody turn into the joker cody rhodes yeah. has always considered himself the bruce wayne of professional wrestling so just saying it's only right yeah so i mean i oh, wouldn't wait. like i wouldn't like it i don't want that i want cody if he's coming in he needs to you know hit brock or roman in the main event at mania that's the only way he should come in otherwise it's a waste but we're not talking about that now you can hear all of those all yeah, those thoughts on the wrestling perspective show yeah available at working perspectives youtube channel so we're coming to the top of time uh jalen dub anything you want to say to your rabid fan base before we get the shout out uh starcade arn yep. anderson mm-hmm. uh rick flair your horseman yep That's it. <laughs> I, I, I want to continue screaming like uh anywhere my, my girlfriend will not life. understand it the rest of life. <laughs> Mo- bring your horseman any Sorry. love for mozambique a big love for shout out Mozambique. I have a big Mozambique massive, following. Massive. I actually looked Mozambique. up where it is on a map. Mm-hmm. It's like prime real estate as far as like the world goes. No, you know? perfect placement. 
Oh, right by yeah. right off the coast, right by Madagascar. Yeah, I you actually guys might get that there. You get that data, like uh, oh, what's dude. the weirdest? We what's are the weirdest place? Mozambique, probably. Is it, that's that's for real. <laughs> Has it yeah. actually come up? Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Legit. There is we, somebody dude. who listened to this in Mozambique? Dude, yeah, a this lot is my of biggest people. Fan. We have, listens to me. Yeah, me. they come from I mean, me. Yeah, analytics. I, Dude, I could give you some numbers, but I mean, we should do that off air. All right. Well, this has been another episode of the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied today by Jalen Dub, Justin Richardson, Captain Jerkbeard, Tom Lavelle, and our guest was the one and only Chris Corona. You can find all our stuff and all our content on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Work Perspectives Podcast. You can us on Instagram at Work Perspectives Podcast, and you can join us on the Twitter and the Tiki Talk at Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at workperspectives at gmail.com. And please like and subscribe because it's a good thing to do. Also, link in the description for Leo's Barbershop. Please check it out. This has been another episode of the Work Perspectives Podcast. Thanks for listening. Stick around for the app. Thanks. See you. Do you have a message or a story inside of you that you've been waiting to tell? Have you always dreamed of writing a book but are intimidated by the complexities of the book publishing world? Perhaps you want to use a book to launch your public speaking or consulting career. If so, please reach out to Scott and Bell Publishing, located right here in beautiful Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Scott and Bell Publishing handle all genres and authors with all experience levels. Scott and Bell Publishing gives authors 100% creative freedom and a higher royalty split. They can be found at www.skotbell.com. That's www.s is in Sam, K is in Kite, O is in October, T is in Tom, B is in Boy, E is in Edward, L is in Larry, L is in Larry.com. That's Scott and Bell Publishing, where the authors go.